Chris Thornton returns the opening kickoff just across the 30, but there's a hold on the Duke, so they begin from their own 15-yard line. Quick pass in the opening play of the football game to Antoine Wells, Jr. You see it spun around as he does make the start after banging up the ankle two weeks ago. Makes six yards on first down just outside the numbers on this near side as the Dukes move right to left in their road white uniforms, white helmets, and the purple pants today. Well, that's right. The Randall Harris gets the tackle in our kickoff time is uh, just a few minutes after 3.30, and it's 64 degrees, and those temperatures brought to you by XL Heating and Cooling. Latrell Palmer is in the backfield to begin the football game. We should see some of Percy. Here's the handoff for Latrell trying to pick his way forward. He'll get three right between the hash marks to the 24-yard line. He's tackled right there by Ryan Toscano inside linebacker. It'll be a third down and one so far this year on third down. James Madison is 50%, 18 out of 36. That is number one in the CAA, but they will get stopped short. Latrell Palmer loses a half yard. They went on a quick count, and he will lose a half yard around the left end, and it will be a fourth down and short. Let's see what Coach Signetti does, and he does not waste any time. He's going to send the punt team out, so a three and out for the first time this season on their opening drive. Well, trying to go quick, Dave, and uh, you normally you get the defense off balance just a little bit. That was not the case there. They knew exactly what the Dukes were going to run. So in punt formation is Harry O'Kelly, averaging 37.1 yards per punt so far with a long of 45. Back deep is their return man, Evan Horn, averaging 6.8 yards per return low. Line drive, fair catch called and made at the 32-yard line. So that is where the New Hampshire Wildcats will begin their offense. It is homecoming here in Durham and a good student section. I wouldn't say it's a great crowd here for homecoming. There were a lot of folks around campus and on campus earlier today, but not all of them made their way into the stadium. It looked like it was going to be a huge crowd (laughs) in here. We were warned that maybe they wouldn't make it to uh, to the stadium, and they certainly have not. 43-yard punt uh, by O'Kelly to open this ball game. Brett Edwards, the sophomore quarterback from Lowell, Massachusetts, completing 63% of his passes. He's in the shotgun formation with Carlos Washington Jr. to his left. As they move left to right, here comes a blitz around the offense's left side, picking his way between the numbers and hash mark around the right end as Washington Jr. for a gain of five. got four yards on first down. Coming over to help make the tackle, Kelvin Azanama. Also over there was Wayne Davis, a safety who we talked to in pregame. Over 300 carries for Washington in his career, and he is a downhill runner, a punishing runner inside. Brian Espinette, their second leading receiver, but leader in touchdowns, comes put to the near side right. They have two receivers to the far side left. Edwards, a back to each side. Lauby will come in motion now out of the backfield. He is split to this near side right. Twin receivers each way. Blitz off the outside. Edwards under pressure, slings to Lauby. As he dumps it down, he makes the first man miss, then shoved out of bounds on the near sideline by Bryce Carter. Great hustle from his defensive end spot. To force just a one-yard gain, and it could have been much more, but almost had a sack. Edwards just able to dump that to Lauby for a short gain. Edwards looked to his left, Dave. Then he had to check back, and Lauby did a great job with his experience of stepping back behind the line, giving his quarterback a target, but the Dukes covered it nicely. Third down five. We talked about third down in pregame. They are 118th out of 123 FCS teams, 20% on third down. A handoff to Washington, and he will get hit by DeMonte Tucker Dorsey, taking off his feet about a yard shy of the sticks. It'll be a fourth and one coming up as they do not convert their first third down. And Coach McDonald will bring his punt team on. So both teams have a fourth and one, and they bring their punt units on. So it looks like it'll be a three and out. Forced by the JMU defense. Washington had a head full of steam coming through the line, and Tucker Dorsey, Tuck just had lined him up and drilled him. Mm. 
And I tell you what, that was a first down saving tackle because there was nobody behind Tucker Dorsey. And you're right. It could have been could have been a 70 yard run like he had last week against yes. Pitt. Here's the punt by Cadigan. Back deep is Shroba. He'll let it bounce. It's going to take a big New Hampshire bounce from the 22 all the way down inside the 10. They will mark it at the seven yard line. So a good punt this time by Aiden Cadigan, a redshirt freshman from Belmont, Massachusetts. He gets them pinned down at the seven. That is where Cole Johnson and the offense will take over. When we return, there is a timeout on the field. 11:57 to play. Here in the opening quarter, no score just underway. Both teams a three and out to begin the football game as we continue with James Madison football on the Morse Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network. We know the Dukes better than anybody. This is JMU football on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network. We continue from Wildcat Stadium in Durham, New Hampshire, along with Clint Estes, I am Dave Riggert. Dukes have the football at their own seven-yard line. Clayton Cheatham will come in motion now. He'll be a wing on this near side left. As the Dukes move right to left, Latrell Palmer, fake handoff. Cole Johnson slings it right side. Going to be caught on the far sideline. Good catch by Reggie Brown as he is playing right now for Scott Bracey. Bracey, he went through warm-ups. Reggie makes his second catch of the season. Good for 11 yards to the 18-yard line. But good to get Reggie involved with Scott out right now. Yeah, I think so. And I just said, you know, he hadn't had a whole lot of success earlier in the season. I think getting his hands on the ball will make a difference. Chris Thornton to the far side right. Antoine. And Reggie Brown to the near side left, so we may not see Scott today. Here's a pass out. It's going to be caught by Thornton on a bubble screen to the 20. Gets a good block by Antoine, but he's only able to get three yards to the 21. Good job on the tackle that time by the free safety Noah Stansberry, who leads them in tackles on the season. But that's probably not a great stat for your free safety. Yeah, so you know what's happening right now. Dukes are working outside left, outside right, much like we saw against Weber last year in the second half. Absolutely. A lot of short stuff to the perimeters, trying to get those guys in space. Goal three for three to begin the football game. Latrell now is behind Cole Johnson in the pistol formation. He fakes the snap, now gets it on second down seven. Hand off Latrell. He just bullies his way forward and gets to the 25 for a gain of five, make it four yards on that. We'll set up a third down and three. He just had a head of steam that time, ran into the linebacker. That was Toscana again, the redshirt freshman from Bedford, New Hampshire. He gets four yards, sets up a third and short. They loaded the line defensively. They had one safety, Evan Horn, back about 15 yards off the ball. Everybody else on that last play were up tight. Antoine Wells, Jr., and Chris Thornton to the near side left. Clayton Cheatham split to the right side. Thornton goes in motion now to the right. Cole fakes the snap, gets the waist-high snap, looks to his right, going to step up in the pocket, dump it short for Cheatham, and a great job to get beyond the sticks by a yard, make the catch, falling down at the hash mark, and he's got a first down, needed three, got four, it's an Ergie's cheesesteak first down. You would have thought that would have been an easy play, but there were two defenders right on Cheatham as he did. The ball was thrown perfectly down and away where nobody else could get their hand on it, and the Dukes looked long but came up short and got the first down. Noah Turner now comes in, a two tight end set. This will be their 12 personnel with a running back and two tight ends. Two receivers to the right side. Antoine Wells is the slot receiver. Handoff to Latrell, nowhere to go. He'll get one, and that's it. Good job defensively by Bryce Shaw. You mentioned him, the transfer from Navy. Inside linebacker makes a stop for the Wildcats after just a one-yard gain. Second down and nine for a JMU from their own 30, moving right to left. No score, 9.50 left in the opening quarter. They're leaving the receivers for the Dukes manned up on the outside. So far, that's held up for New Hampshire. They'll run press coverage on the outside this time, man on man. Wells to the near side left, Thornton and Brown to the far side right. Again, no Scott Bracey it looks like right now. Went through warm-ups, no Percy J. Obese so far. Two-step drop, quick curl on the near side, caught by Antoine. Brace a tackle, first down across the 40, knocked out of bounds. That's his second catch. They mark him at the 39. They will move the chains. Antoine just came back with a quick hitch. 
again, with the four deep coverage and the cover four that they play, that should be their most of this football game unless they change up what they're doing. So Antoine's second catch. He leads the Dukes now. He's got 22 receptions now, and this just the fourth game. Now trips receivers to the right side. And it's going to be a swing pass to the right for Thornton. Great blocking, breaks a tackle, and could not break free if he does from Stansbury, the free safety. He may still be running, but just couldn't slip the tackle as the perimeter blocking was exceptional. They're going to give him eight yards on the gain to the 47. They'll go with some tempo now as Austin Douglas is the back to the left of Cole Johnson. Now he goes behind him in the pistol formation. Tight end right this time as Noah Turner cut back run for... Austin, he's got his first down run as he cut back up the right hash mark. For a gain of three, they'll move the chains. Another Ergie's cheesesteak first down with 8.42 left here in the opening quarter. No score, but the Duke's on the move. And their drive started at the JMU 7 as both teams went three and out of the first two possessions. Still no score in this contest so far. Duke's creeping right at the midfield stripe. They're right at midfield on that Wildcat logo here at Wildcat Stadium in Durham, New Hampshire. Almost halfway through this opening quarter, no score. Back to throw his Cole. He'll lob it on the near side. He's going to be caught by Antoine. Tries a stiff arm, and he's ridden out of bounds. Boy, Antoine's moving well. Early in the week, we saw him at practice was limping, wasn't even going through practice, was doing stuff on the side. Moving well, not limping at all right now. Already three catches early on. That's to the 44-yard line for a gain of six. They're taking advantage of the inexperience. They're playing off of people like Antoine Wells and Chris Thornton. That time, Derek Thompson, the sophomore cornerback, had him manned up on the outside. Thompson, 18 tackles. That is second on this team. So they're secondary, making a lot of tackles early this season. They've got Wells and Thornton stacked to the right side. Cheatham will come in motion. Hand off to Luttrell, and now it's going to be a flag. I don't think they were lined up correctly. I think they had too many guys in the line of scrimmage. Could have been somebody moved false on the start. outside. Offense, yeah, number seven, five-yard penalty, second down. I think they were trying to get one of the receivers off the line of scrimmage, and as they were getting ready to snap it, I think Antoine moved, and I I think that's essentially what happened. They were trying to move him back off the line of scrimmage so they could have so many people on the line of scrimmage, and then he goes looks down the line. He goes, "Oh gosh, am I supposed to be back?" And so he moved when they were snapping. Austin Douglas going to come in late for Latrell Palmer. Still no Percy J. Obisay. He looked good in warm ups, but again, if you can rest him, they may do just that. We'll see. Now they've got three receivers, including Cheatham, to the far side right. Antoine Wells singled up here on the near side left. Cole Johnson, two-step drop, swings it wide open. Douglas out of the backfield, cuts back to the 40, gets a block by Antoine to the 35, and dives forward to the 33 just outside the numbers as he's able to pick up nearly 20 yards on the play. After the penalty, they move the chains with an Ergie's cheesesteak first down as they get to the 33-yard line. Well-conceived play, Dave, because they look and double-teamed that time. The safety double-teamed Antoine Wells, Jr. They slipped uh, the back out in vacated area. Area. Antoine just was a decoy that time. Yes. Open things up for Austin. Coming in motion across the formation of the near side is Chris Thornton. Zone read, handoff. Austin, nowhere to go, but he's going to power his way. Maybe eh, maybe one. <laughs> Not much there. Not much there. Good job defensively, the first man there. But you're beginning to see the offensive line, even though these runs haven't got a huge gap. You're beginning to see that they're moving it around. They're running the zone, and they're trying to move the line to see where they can get angles on this front, which sometimes can show at least six up there. Neil Politano, freshman from Jacksonville, Florida, helped make that tackle. Cheatham will go in motion now to the right side. He's a wing on that side. Three receivers set. Cole Johnson, three-step drop, looks to his right. Going to sling one down the right sideline. It's going to be an over-the-shoulder grab, and it's going to be knocked away at the last second at the goal line. Intended for Chris Thornton. Had it. 
But right there, Stansberry, the free safety, came over and knocked the football away. Just barely underthrown. Had he let him a little bit more, it's probably six points. Well, the receiver, in this case, was backing up. He's waiting for that ball. Stansberry made up a little bit of ground at the very end. You're right, probably a bit underthrown, but I'm not sure Cole could have thrown it much further. Yeah, he threw from this near side hash to the far number on the right side. Now third and ten. Duke so far on third down are one out of two, but they've both been short yardage situations. Their first third down and long. Three receivers and a formation on the right side. Cole back to throw, and a timeout has been called by Kurt Signetti, head football coach at James timeout. Madison. James Madison, first for the half. So with 6.24 to play here in this opening quarter, no score. James Madison on the move at the 33 of New Hampshire. Again, media as you mentioned, out. this drive began throwing seven. It's media timeout, so we'll step aside. Again, 6.26 to go, opening quarter, no score. And James Madison in New Hampshire. As we continue with James Madison football on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network. The Dukes are chasing another championship. And we're bringing you all the action on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network. A no score in the second series for your JMU Dukes. New Hampshire's had one, and both teams had punted. JMU drive starting at their own seven yards. This is an 11-play drive. A couple of penalties in this. Yep. Penalties have hurt the Dukes, but they've been able to bounce back and come down with a third and ten situation. Coach Signetti said, this is too important right now. A play, I want to take a timeout and call it. And after the timeout, they bring in Lorenzo Bryant Jr. and Noah Turner. So a 12-personnel set with a running back and two tight ends. Antoine Wells is singled up here in this near side left. Chris Thornton to the far side right with Cheatham, the inside receiver, and the attached tight end on the right side is Noah Turner. 6.26 to go first quarter, no score. JMU with a third down and 10 from the New Hampshire 33-yard line. Fake handoff, looking to the near side left. Is Cole going to take off and run to the 30, spins to the 25, and close to the 24. He's going to be shy of the sticks. They mark him at the 25, so two yards shy. Be a fourth and two coming up. This would be about a 42-yard field goal. Let's see what Coach Signetti decides to do here. Well, he's got an automatic, and uh, Ethan Ratke, and he says he takes a look at it, and I believe he's going to bring out Ratke on. He, Coach Signetti ran all the way down, looked up the line of scrimmage to see how much he had. Yep, he did. He wanted to see it for himself. Full two yards. So wind is not a factor here this afternoon. There's zero wind today. This will be a left-to-right angle. This will be a 42-yard attempt. Ethan so far this year is 6-for-6 six six along a 44. He went 3-for-3 three three and broke the record against Weber State two weeks ago. Al Davis will. It's going to be a fake, and it's going to be a run to the near side left and a great job of blocking to free Alex Miller as he came to this near side. Boy, they, <laughs> they had that set up beautifully. And New Hampshire didn't know what to do. Tremendous blocking on the fake. Alex Miller again now to the 14. He gets 11 yards, and they move the chains with an Ergie's cheesesteak first down. Alex Miller has a touchdown, scored that last spring for the first time, and they bring that play back, sweep to the left. Convoy. Alex is a receiver, so he's used to having the football in his hands. Here's a handoff, Latrell Palmer running to the right side, being patient, getting, hey, he got his shoestrings, just grabbed that time and nowhere to go. It's been a hard time running the football so far over the right end that time. A great job of stacking up by Nico Kavikas. Their very good defensive tackle. No gain, maybe a loss of one, actually. It'll be second 11 from the 15 as the Dukes, for the first time, are in the O'Neill's Grill red zone. Two receivers to the near side left. 
Here's a handoff from the trail up the middle. Boy gets stood up immediately and thrown down. Great job defensively this time by Eli Lewis, their other defensive tackle. He'll get that yard back, but it'll be a third and ten coming up from the 14 of New Hampshire. It's been tough sledding in the middle of that, that defense so far. A few of a few minutes ago I was saying uh, the line seemed like it was taking some advantage of New Hampshire, but on those last two plays, JT Timming, the JMU center, got blown up in the backfield. And that time they just uh, just slashed through, and Lewis got the tackle for the loss. Latrell Palmer is the back to the right of Cole Johnson out of the shotgun. Two receivers just off the tackles. Cole looking over the middle of the football field, steps to his right, slings it right side for Thornton, a crossing route to the 10-5. He angles inside the pylon. Touchdown, Chris Thornton. What a drive by the JMU Dukes, overcoming penalties and many third-down opportunities. There was the slat pattern we were talking about over the middle, kind of wide open, and Chris Thornton, well ahead of his defender, gets in for the six. And hey, for Chris, 14-yard pass from Cole. That's his 12th TD pass. Third touchdown of the season for Chris Thornton. And a great job by Cole to buy himself some time, let Chris come across the field on that crossing route, and he gets inside the pylon. Ratke for the PAT. They go for it on fourth and two. They convert and then turn that into seven points. It's 7-0 James Madison with 4.04 to go here in this opening quarter. As JMU takes the early lead. Let's get a quick break. We'll come back with a kickoff as we continue with James Madison football on the Morse Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network. The Dukes play here. This is JMU football on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network. Dylan Lobby with a return came from the far numbers around the five. Tried to come across the football field. That normally does not work very well. It doesn't here. He's at the 23-yard line. Good job on special teams. It's 7-0 James Madison with 3.59 to play here in this opening quarter. 17 plays. How many 17-play drives have the Dukes had? Not many, my friend. Not in the last few years. 17 plays. How many in teams in the country do that? Right. And uh, the 15-yard touchdown pass, of course, we said the third for Thornton and the 12th of the season for Cole Johnson. 7-0 James Madison. They forced a three and out on the opening drive. Here they go with their second drive. Griffin Helm will come out of the backfield. He's a slot receiver left side. Some pressure. Going to find Helm in the slot down the seam, and he is gang-tackled by a host of Dukes. Q Reed came flying from his free safety spot to help make the tackle. Kelvin Azanama on the stop as well. It'll be a gain of four yards to the 28. Right between the hash marks, the ball rests as they move left to right. Only the fourth play of the game for New Hampshire offensively, and we have 3.38 left to go in the first quarter. Give them next yard, so second down and five now. Football just inside the left hash mark as New Hampshire moving left to right. Edwards out of the shotgun. Here comes some pressure again. Going to be chased from behind, slings it to the near side, and Ooh. on his knees making the catch his helm again. He came into the football game with only five receptions for 45 yards. He's got two, and now a first down as he's at the numbers on the near sideline. He slipped and fell, and he caught the football at the 43. There were two receivers in the general area of that. How Edwards found just that one, threw it low to the ground. He's able to scoop it up for the first down. Edwards, again, 63% completion percentage. Only one INT. He has really done a good job of essentially what Cole Johnson has been doing, just making really good decisions. Play action pass. They want to throw it left sideline. Comeback route. Espinette makes the catch in front of Torres Carroll, who spins him down outside the numbers at the 45 in Duke territory. So a really good connection that time. Espinette ran a great comeback route that time. He's got his left ankle heavily bandaged, heavily taped up right now, kind of limping on that thing. He's their leading receiver as far as TDs go. He has four, but a great route, and they've got a first down now in Duke territory. First down 
And 10 to go. They move left to right. Edwards out of the shotgun again. Two receivers to the left side coming in motion. He's coined the receiver. Hand off to Lauby. Gets knocked down. Francis Meehan playing free safety. Just came to the football game. He came flying from the free safety spot. And he's going to make the tackle for no gain. Actually a loss of one back to the 46-yard line. So he and Q Reed playing now at the same time. He's right now in for Wayne Davis. Wayne doesn't usually come out of the ball game very often. I have to check the sideline to see if he's okay. Second and 11 now. Football at the JMU 46-yard line. 2.15 to go. Opening quarter, 7-0 James Madison. Going in motion is coined to the left side. He's their slot receiver. They look that way. Pump fake. Now running is Edwards. He has a little bit of a seam, and he will get mm, <laughs> hit savage. high and low. Carroll and Chukwemeke will come over there. and Good closing by Chris uh, by Torres Carroll from his cornerback. He was able to leave his receiver, come up, and Chuck Manuki came underneath him. No gain on the play. Up third down and 10 in this situation. This drive started at the UNH 24. Now at the James Madison 45, third down 10. Again, they are 20% this year on third down, and I'm guessing when it's third and 10, they're probably even worse, but can they get it here? They want to set up a screen pass, and it's going to be blown up. Great job by Sam Kidd from his safety spot. He just checked into the football game. Coyne makes the catch over the middle on a screen to the slot receiver, blown up after a two-yard gain. It will be fourth down and eight now from the James Madison 43-yard line. Sam Kidd with a solid, he's a solid player. He contributes all over the field on special teams, just looking for that opportunity. He got one right there, and he did not miss that tackle. So they will bring on a different punter than who punted the first time. This will be Sean Lahane. So he will come on. They have a couple different guys. This will be his ninth punt. Must be better inside the, trying to pin them inside the tent. Strobo comes over and calls for the fair catch and makes it just outside the tent. Almost out of bounds on this near sideline. The Dukes, though, will have to go quite a ways, but they did. 17 plays, 93 yards their last drive. Two first downs gained by the Wildcats, but... No points. Still 7-0. James Madison is the offense back on the football field. Well, there were a few good plays in that offensive attack for New Hampshire in that series. They got some passes to the outside to Espinet, and the, the Dukes were able then to shut it down defensively. It's an important drive here with just 48 seconds left to go in there. Dukes try to see if they want to go quick and see if they want to go long. It's been a hard time running the football so far. James Madison, 10 carries, 22 yards. No Percy J. Obese was expected to play, but... Looks like he's not going to go. Latrell stays on his feet, bounces up to the near side, to the 20, 25. Here comes Latrell across the 30 and gets spun down from behind, making the tackle is, again, they're really, really good. Evan Horn. Good safety, Evan Horn, and that'll be a gain to the 32-yard line. Latrell did a nice job in the hole. Someone grabbed his leg. He was able to turn him a little bit to the side. He regained his balance and accelerated out across. That drive started at the 11. They're out at the 31. Well, there's, there's 21 yards right there. They had 22 yards on their first 10 carries of the football game. Play action pass. Going to throw in the flat here is Thornton. Great block by Antoine Wells to free him for a first down outside the numbers, between the numbers and the sideline. He'll get 11 yards. Antoine, not only can he catch the football, he can block for Chris Thornton as well. A tremendous perimeter block by Antoine Wells. <laughs> it was like Pancake City out he here. He the sideline. So an Ergie's cheesesteak first down. The Dukes nearing the 45. So just like that, two plays are the 43-yard line, and the clock is going to expire here in this opening quarter of play. We're through one here in Durham, New Hampshire, at Wildcat Stadium. It's James Madison 7 and New Hampshire nothing. You're listening to James Madison Football on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network. 
JMU football is on the air on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network. We're back in Durham, New Hampshire, the site of uh, New Hampshire University and the Wildcats. I'm thinking about Villanova already. Another another Wildcat coming up here next week. Or were you thinking about Weber? Oh, well, that's true. I could have gone backwards. You're exactly right. Well, the Dukes have done some damage now on the ground with 43 yards overall. They've gone thrown the ball for 95 yards, so... The, the Dukes have run 22 offensive plays for 138 yards, while New Hampshire only nine plays and 43 yards. And right now the Dukes will switch around, move left to right as the sun peeks through here. We are at Wildcat Stadium with Clint Estes. I am Dave Rigger. Thanks for joining us for James Madison football. Empty back hold for Cole Johnson. He's got three receivers to the near side right. Noah Turner now a wing on the right side. We'll go in motion. Two receivers left side. They want to go the double move down the left sideline for Antoine Wells, and he can't quite get there. Overthrown by Cole. He was 10 of 11 in that opening quarter. He's 0 for 1 here in the second, but still 10 of 12. They took a shot on first down, but you can tell these DBs, they are playing deep. They are trying to not let anything behind them and try and keep everything in front of them right now. Pretty good job by Randall Harris, the sophomore corner on that one. We're running stride for stride in the far side. The shoulder shake by the quarterback, Cole Johnson, was able to try to get him free, but not an opportunity. As Clint mentioned, the Dukes moving left to right here in quarter number two, just underway. 7-0, James Madison. Cole Johnson, three-step drop. Looks left side, slings it that way. Going to be complete to the left sideline to Kevin Curry, who gets his foot inbounds. And some new targets making some early impact here in this football game. We saw Reggie make a catch, and now Kevin Curry steps in. He makes the grab at the 47, just outside the numbers on the far sideline into New Hampshire territory. They will move the chains. Kevin Curry, his fourth catch of the of the season. Nice job dragging the toe as he went out of bounds right in front of the Duke bench just across midfield. Another Ergie's cheesesteak first down. Two receivers to the near side right. Hand off to Austin Douglas. Not much there. He will gain about one over the left side. He's trying to keep the defensive front, which sometimes will show six dark blue shirts. The Dukes in the white jerseys and the purple pants today on the road. New Hampshire in their solid blue. Silver helmet with the Wildcat on the side, on both sides of that helmet. Blue pants as well. Two receivers to the near side right. Antoine Wells still out of the football game, so Curry and Reggie Brown are in. Thornton, the only starting receiver in the football game right now. Cole looks to his left side again. Comeback route. Kevin will come back and make the catch near the sticks again. Good route. Ran right to the sticks on the far side left, and they will put him, looks like, maybe just a mid just a hair shy of a first down. I really like the way he came back and used yes. his body to protect and keep the cornerback on his backside right at this, at the marker in front of the JMU bench. Uh, he's been seeing, we've been seeing more from Kevin Curry in practice. And he's starting to step up just a little bit more. Third down, less than a yard to go. Lorenzo Bryant Jr. is now checked in as the back. Tied on the near side right is Noah Turner. It's a handout to Lorenzo, just powers his way forward for a first down and more. He's across the 35, up the left, hash mark to the 33-yard line. He gets four, and he'll move the chains on the Ergie's cheesesteak first down as the Dukes pretty good inside line. the 35. Pretty good line surge by the front four, the, um, the interior line of Stevens, White, Timming, Potts, and Kidwell for JMU. And a good head run, a steam by the JMU running back. So at the 33, Latrell Palmer checks back into the football game. Kevin Curry stays in. Antoine is right by the offensive coaches, so it looks like he's fine. Another handoff, and getting hit in the backfield and spun around as Latrell Palmer, he gets all the way back to the 40, gets spun all the way back about seven yards behind the line of scrimmage, 
and since he tried to continue to go with the play, and now he comes up slow, he's going to lose five yards back to the 38-yard line. He does get up and jog off the field, but that will bring Lorenzo Bryant Jr. into the football game. Trying to make something out of nothing, and you know, trying to that extra yardage. Not often do you find Latrell going in negative formation. No, these backs don't lose yardage very often. Not, not, not so. And uh, now break up second in about fifteen. Eli Lewis, the man that made that tackle for loss, that's his fifth of the season. Senior from Newcastle, Delaware. So now third and make a second and fifteen. Ball at the New Hampshire thirty-eight yard line. Well, Johnson, waist-high snap, looks to his left side, throws the corner out to Chris Thornton over the shoulder, makes the catch inside the 20, outside the numbers, and a first down to the 15-yard line for a 23-yard strike over his shoulder to Chris Thornton. What a beauty by Cole Johnson. Well, Cole had the down and out to Curry if he wanted to, but he saw Thornton sleeping to the corner sideline, and he was able to drop it right in the basket, and Cole right now is hot. He is now 16, make it 13 out of 15. So first and 10, they're back in the O'Neill's Grill red zone. At the 15-yard line, Antoine Wells will check back into the game. Here's a pop pass, a little short pass to Chris Thornton. Gets a great block to the outside, hesitates, but it's going to be a flag thrown, I think, on Austin Douglas. He was trying to block on the perimeter as he came. It was a pass forward to Chris Thornton as he came on the receiver motion across the formation, but it's going to be a hold, I believe, on Austin Douglas. A little slip pass. In holding, holding. Offense, number two. 10-yard penalty. First down. So they'll repeat first down. Austin was trying to free Chris as he came from his running back spot. He was on the perimeter trying to get a block for Thornton. And Give credit to him. New Hampshire for a good pursuit on that play to kind of create that penalty for them because if they don't pursue the way they do. Antoine Wells Jr. checks out of the football game again, so Kevin Curry will check back in for him. This be a great opportunity for one of the tight ends. This ball game. Dukes have been working the outside here. One receiver each way, two tight ends. They're both attached to the line of scrimmage. Back is Austin Douglas still. Cole Johnson in the shotgun formation. Three-step drop, looks over the middle of the football field. Hit from behind. He tries to stay alive, spins away, but will get sacked eventually at the 28-yard line. Coming through quickly on the outside, getting the first rush of the afternoon, getting a hand on Cole was Gunnar Gibson, the defensive end. We talked about him, the 6'3", 256-pound junior. That was a coverage sack because there was time initially, but then it just had nowhere to go with the football. He had to eat it. He gained a couple of yards. It could have been worse. And now it'll be a second down and 23 yards to go after the penalty and the sack. All of a sudden, after they had the football at the 15-yard line, they're backed up to the 28. Reggie Brown going to come on late. Kevin Curry still in the game. So Curry to the left side. Reggie Brown and Chris Thornton on the near side right. And they were having a hard time getting folks into the football game. James Madison, second for the half. So the Dukes will call their second timeout of the half and talk things over. 10.41 to go before halftime. Second out. It's 7-0 James Madison. They are on the move, but a couple of mistakes have the Dukes now in a long yardage situation with a second and 23 coming up. This is almost like the third down play where Coach uh, Signetti called the timeout to make sure he had the right personnel of the ballgame, the right play call in this situation. He doesn't want to lose any more field position in this particular ball game, in this drive. And one thing that these drives are doing, and both of them have been long, the last two for JMU, kept the ball out of the hands of the New Hampshire offense that hasn't shown propensity to score a lot of points this year. New Hampshire so far in this football game has had nine plays. Yep. James Madison has 30. <laughs> and a 117 play drive. 
I'd like maybe some more explosive plays if you're the Dukes, but a little concerning that Antoine Wells Jr. has been out quite a bit here on this drive. You wonder if he re-aggravated the ankle that he hurt a couple of weeks ago at Weber. Lorenzo Bryant Jr. is in the football game. Two tight ends, Curry, Thornton to the left side, handoff to Lorenzo, breaking a tackle. The veteran, transfer from Rhode Island, picks up four just outside the left hash mark. He's to the 24-yard line as the Dukes move left to right, but it'll be a third and long coming up. Good penetration by Gunnar Gibson again defensively for the Wildcats, getting a hand on the running back. Antoine is going to come back into the football game now, as does Reggie Brown. So this will be their 11 personnel with a running back, a tight end, and three wide receivers. Antoine to the short side of the field, the far side left. Thornton and Brown to the near side right. Lorenzo Bryant is the back to the right of Johnson. He's got a clean pocket, looks near sideline, out pass, caught by Reggie Brown, turns up field. He will be well short of the first down, but gets a lot of yards to probably give Ethan a chip shot at the 13-yard line. They ran out to the near sideline and a gain of 13, but two good catches by Reggie Brown in this ballgame, though. He's contributed pretty confident on that one. Cole spreading the ball around, and now Ethan Radke will come on for the field goal. Again, they faked one earlier on a fourth and two. This would be a fourth and eight, so likely no fake here. Ethan, six for six on the season. Will try and make his 79th of his career, which would extend his FCS record. A right-to-left angle. There's no wind to speak of, and guess what, ladies and gentlemen? The kick is good. Imagine that. He's now made 22 consecutive field goals and has a field goal make in 25 consecutive games. Timeout on the field. 9.33 9.33 to go, second quarter. James Madison extends its lead to 10-0 over New Hampshire. You're listening to James Madison Football on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network. All the purple and gold tackles and touchdowns are heard here on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network. But if you're a JMU fan, sixth grade or below, register to win the Top Dog Experience. Presented by Riddleburger Brothers Incorporated. To register for this VIP experience, Visit jmusports.com slash top dog. Well, the Dukes go 13 plays, 76 yards, use 6 minutes and 15 seconds. Ethan Radke's 30-yard field goal and the 10-0 lead. So that's two drives in a row, Dave, of 7.53 and 6.15. Camden Wise's kickoff is short. Lauby will take it from the 12-yard line between the hashes. Comes to the near sideline of the 25, breaks a tackle, but a flag comes flying as he accelerates to the 35-yard line, but that will back them up. We'll see where officially that flag is going to be at, but it looks like it'll be around the 30, so this will move it back to the 20-yard line. So they will lose about 15 yards in field position. Holding, receiving team, number nine, 10-yard penalty, first down. That's Justin Jamison, backup linebacker, a freshman that makes a mistake on special teams and puts New Hampshire, who only has nine offensive plays. The Dukes have 10 points. New Hampshire has nine plays. Almost feels like a Duke should have more points than that. I was going to say, they probably point. should you, feel you pretty know, fortunate they're only down 10 nothing. I, right I would think so. And uh, that back judge, he likes the holding call on kickoff. Second one he's <laughs> thrown here today. Twice. He's getting his, getting his yellow hanky worth his effort. By the way, with that PAT and field goal by Ethan Ratke, he now moves into eighth place all-time in scoring with 434 points. Handoff on the right side for Carlos Washington, and he is going to be gobbled up for no gain at the 20-yard line. Good job to help run that down. Abby Akonji was over there, also Kelvin Azanama. You know, I was talking to Abby. We were doing our starting lineups and everything, and he just said Abby Akonji. And I go, well, do you want us just to do that, or do you want the whole name yeah, on the radio? Right, right. And he's just like, oh, no, Abby Akonji's good. 
Oh, gosh. Makes it yeah, easier for you, time. Clint. Absolutely. All of us, right? <laughs> Here's a pass down the far or the near sideline. It's going to be overthrown. Good coverage by Q Reed and Wayne Davis intended for Coyne, their leading receiver on the season. But they move with some tempo, and all of a sudden the clock stops. Not much time has come off. And they have the flush in from the pocket. It's incomplete, and it will be third and ten. You know, Guess what? They have not converted another third down. Yeah, and, and you go in tempo like this. It really hurts your defense if you go three and out. Absolutely. Defense said, hey, wait a minute. I'd like a little rest over here. That was the first miss for Edwards. He's now five out of six, but for only 38 yards. He's in the shotgun with three receivers left side. Going to roll the pocket this way. Pressure comes. He gets hit, throws it away. Great defense by James Madison. They came with a safety blitz that time. Coming up was Wayne Davis. Also in his face was Jalen Green, the sophomore from Baltimore. And a three and out. They only have 12 offensive plays now. I tell you what, the defense is playing well, and they're frustrating. And I don't know that tempo really helps them in any way at this particular point. Well, Coach Signetti talked that they should be able to wear this defense down. Well, if the New Hampshire, down. yeah, the JMU offense should wear the defense gotcha. of gotcha. New Hampshire down. And if the offense for New Hampshire continues to do this, that is absolutely going to be the case because they're getting no rest. And they were 30 plays the last two drives. Here's the punt. This time by Cadigan. Going to be returned by Strobit. The 48 in New Hampshire territory goes to the left side, slips a tackle. Near the boundary, and it's out of bounds at the 40-yard line. So it's great a, field position. About a nine-yard return. Good job there. The Dukes have not been getting in the last, in the spring or the fall, getting a lot of the punt return game when that can put such pressure. But that punt was a little more of a line drive kind of punt. It allowed the Dukes to get the ball in New Hampshire territory. Best field position of the day at the New Hampshire 40. By far, they were inside their own 20-yard line or in the 10 Inside the 10 at the 7, their last two drives. Didn't matter. They got points out of it. Let's see if they can go get 7 right here. It's a 10-0 lead with 8.49 to play here in the second quarter. Cole Johnson wants to take a shot. Sets up, looks, and now he's going to see a lot of turf in front of him. Gets a block from Latrell Palmer. Comes near sideline to the 30. Accelerates across the 25 and tripped up at the 23. Great decision by Cole Johnson. Wanted to take a deep shot with that cover four down the field. It was wide open in the middle, and that's his longest run of the season for 17 yards. Now they'll go with tempo at the 23-yard line after that Fergie's cheesesteak first down. It's going to be a quarterback draw by Cole. Here he goes with the block to the 15. <laughs> he just kind of burrows low, so it's like a big shot. He's down to the 15 after a gain of eight. All of a sudden, Cole's turned to that running quarterback we saw at Weber State. I'm not a fan of this, boy. I don't want to see you <laughs> running quarterback to, in this. Uh, Cole Johnson is faster than you might think he is. But that takes a lot of contact when he does. He's in the O'Neill's Grill red zone at the 15-yard line after two plays. Handoff, Latrell Palmer bouncing off tackles and nowhere to go. Boy, New Good Hampshire job defensively does, that time. Was, New Hampshire does well. It's clogged that middle up and really create a lot of mayhem, not a lot of push by the O-line. Duval Paul was the guy that wrapped the ankle of Latrell Palmer. He's a transfer from Georgetown University. was first-team All-Patriot League, but he's his second-teamer right now getting some playing time for New Hampshire. No gain there, so third down and two coming up from the 15 of New Hampshire. So far, the Dukes are three of six on their third downs. Another Cole Johnson run? No, not, <laughs> I don't think so. On this Little play. zone read, get yeah, him a couple they, yards. There you go. Wouldn't RP, RPO kind of action. Lorenzo Bryant Jr. checks into the football game. Plenty of time. By the, the way, Cole clock. Johnson's now the leading rusher on this team. <laughs> How about that? Third down. We'll call it three now from the 15-yard line. Two receivers to the near side right. Antoine Wells Jr. to the left side. 
Cole with a zone read, handoff up the middle, spinning as Lorenzo Brunt has a first down. Good job to spin away from that trash you talked about in the middle where they try and clog that up, and he gets four yards to the 11 just between the hash and the numbers as they move left to right. They've got a first and 10 from the 11-yard line of New Hampshire. Right guard Cole Potts for Jamie got pushed into the backfield, got turned into, and that's who he bounced all into, bounced off of. Able to get the positive yardage and get that Hercules cheese take first down. They tackled him by his helmet, so it popped off. If that happens in college, you've got to come off the football field for a play. So Latrell Palmer will come in for Lorenzo. Antoine Wells and Chris Thornton to the left side. And on the near side right is Reggie Brown. Wing on the right side is the tight end Noah Turner. Here's a fake handoff. Cole in trouble. Steps up, steps away. Oh then makes the man miss to the eight-yard line. <laughs> he picks up three. It could have been a lot worse. That could have been a loss of about four or five yards as they went with a play-action pass. But Cole, nimble on his feet, he gets three yards. There were four dark blue shirts right around him, about five yards deep. As soon as he escape. faked that football, he was in trouble. He didn't even have a chance to really grip it to throw the football away. Some good penetration once again by the Wildcats. As the Dukes threatening here to take with leading 10-0. James Madison can get a first down from the one. Second down and seven from the New Hampshire eight-yard line. Thornton goes in motion across the formation on the left side. They look that way. Going to throw it out there. Antoine tries to get a block and does. Pancakes him. And Chris drops the football. It's loose. It stays in bounds and picked up. It's going to be the safety on the far sideline to grab the football. And with it is Noah Palm. He's going to cut across the football field at the 50. Now the 40. Angles back to the right side of the 20. Gets a block to the 15 to the 10 to the 5. Dives the pylon. And he is in, I believe. Touchdown, New Hampshire on a fumble return from about 95 yards away. And you can hear the homecoming crowd finally into this game as Chris Thornton could not hang on to it. And the ball just laid on the sideline as Chris went out of bounds and was picked up by Palm, the freshman, who zigged and zagged and ran about 250 yards to get a 95-yard fumble return for a touchdown. Wow. We were talking on our trip up here how the Josh Surratt fumble return changed the whole complexion of the Weber game. Mm. Hmm. Duke's going in, and Thornton is normally very sure-handed, my friend, and he got popped over there, and someone stuck a handed, and the ball, he was headed out of bounds. The ball landed inbounds. Yeah, you're right. He was going out of bounds. The ball popped back inbounds. Sports, man, you just never know what you're going to see. The PAT is good. Lahane knocks it through. And just like that, New Hampshire's right back in the game. They get a defensive score. The first turnover of the season for James Madison turns into points. It's now 10-7 timeout on the field. 5.57 to go. Second quarter, James Madison 10, New Hampshire 7. You're listening to James Madison Football on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network. This is James Madison University football on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network. Well, JMU fans, whether you rent or own, GEICO makes it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Having a home is hard work, so get a quote at GEICO.com. Easy. Well, what a turnaround here as the Noah Palm, who had a heck of a game a week ago, had 15 tackles against Pitt. And he was a substitute player. True freshman from Lancaster, PA. Right, right. So in two weeks, you play Pitt, you get 15 <laughs> tackles. Then you go, what, 97 yards or whatever it was over here, 95, and uh, return that. Duke's had a couple of tacklers trying to get there. Hmm. Somehow or another, he was able to weave his way through traffic. Not overly speedy, 
but he got the job done for the Wildcats, and now new life as the Dukes get ready to return this one. Normally Chris Thornton is back to receive kickoffs. He is not. And it will be... This will be Jordan Swan. He'll come on the near side. Short kick. Makes the first man miss. Avoids a tackle at the 25 and dives to the 29-yard line. So it'll be first and 10. <laughs> if you're New Hampshire, great. Your defense scored. But, again, now you've got to go back out there. Again, it's 38 plays for James Madison and 12 for New Hampshire. But this is a 10-7 football game now with 5.53 to go before halftime. Doesn't make any difference how many plays at this point. The Dukes were on a six-play, 32-yard drive. They've taken the ball over. In, in New Hampshire territory. And Clint, for the first time in 2021, in the fall season, Percy J. Obese is in the backfield. The All-American to the left now of Cole Johnson. Percy doesn't get his first catch. It'll be a play-action pass and a quick curl ran on the near sideline outside the numbers by Reggie Brown. He makes his third catch of the football game for a gain of six out to the 35-yard line. Second down four as Percy again. Battling a hamstring injury, has yet to play this season, but after some rest last week, no game. He hasn't again played, but he's gone through some practice this week, and now Percy gets his first action of the season. Antoine Wells will come in motion. Handoff, Percy and Jay Obese to the left side, tries to bounce it out, and there's going to be a flag thrown. No gain by Percy, could not get to the boundary, but I think this could back up the Dukes. Injury, or not injury, injuries certainly have, but penalties have hurt the Dukes so far here today. Well, after... Offense, number 37, 10-yard penalty, second down. So Clayton Cheatham gets the flag thrown, trying to block on the corner. And, of course, with that big play by the Wildcats, their defense is charged up. Yep. So they're trying no to, they're, they're creating all kinds of havoc and uh, makes it more difficult to block. This is a situation, if you're the Dukes, you do not want to go three and out because momentum has certainly shifted in this football game and obviously in this stadium as well. You could hear it exploding when that return was happening by Palmer. And you brought up the turnover the first one of the year. And, of course, the Dukes had six the last time they were here. I said this is a difficult place to play. Two receivers each way. Cole Johnson looks over the middle of the football field. Going to throw a quick one to the left side. Going to be cut outside the numbers by Antoine Wells. His fourth catch. He makes it in front of the corner. Derek Thompson gets about half of what he needed to set up a third and manageable now. He's outside of the numbers out of bounds of the boundary at about the 32-yard line. Third down and seven coming up for James Madison. Cole could not see it, but on the opposite side, as he had picked out Antoine Wells Jr. for the seven-yard gain, and he had Chris Thornton on a quick slant wide open in the middle to see if the coaches come back to it. Looks like they almost have man coverage across the board right now. Let's see if they can beat that. If they do, they don't play a ton of man. Third down, seven. Cole Johnson back to throw, has plenty of time. Pump fakes, now steps up and right into the arms of defensive end Josiah Silver who will get the sack the freshman from Hampton Virginia gets his third sack of the season and it will be a three and out after the touchdown by New Hampshire's defense they force the second three and out for the Dukes offense and JMU will punt with four and a half to go before halftime leading just 10-7 very dangerous horn drops back deep for New Hampshire Evan Horn is averaging just 6.8 yards per punt return, but he's been doing it for a long time. He has 35 career. Here's Harry O'Kelly. It's non-returnable. Most of Harry's aren't returnable. He has he makes a lot of fair catches called, and this one is no different. The 34-yard line, New Hampshire's offense takes over. Now, they have been anemic. They have not done anything. They have two first downs, and they came on one drive. They have two three and outs, so the defense has scored for them. We'll see if they have any rhythm now after the defense able to step up, get a turnover, get points, and then get a three and out. 
See Mike Green come in defensively there on the front, so the Dukes with their A number one front four with Thurston and Carter. Yep. Nuku up front. They've been well rested. Not a lot of plays for them so far. Absolutely. Just 12. <laughs> Absolutely. They need to shut this down now and get the momentum back. Lauby goes in motion out of the backfield. He's split to the right side now with Espinette, their good receiver. Edwards looks that way. He's pressured. Bryce Carter slings him down for a sack back inside the 20-yard line. Bryce Carter, they give him four practice to the 21. A loss in the play of 13 yards, though, on Bryce Carter's sack. Yeah, first one of the year for him, and, and what a great job. He's had five tackles for losses on this season. He shot through like a cannon, beat the left tackle like a drum. And was in there, made a sure stop on. That's the way this defense needs to step up, Dave. He had 15 sacks at Towson in his career. That's his first as a Duke. Now second and long. There goes that momentum after a 13-yard loss. Edwards, handoff to Carlos Washington has been a non-factor. And again, he'll be a non-factor right here because of the defense. That time, Kelvin Azanamo right there. Also, Diamante Tucker-Dorsey. No gain for Carlos Washington, Jr. It will be a third down and 23 yards coming up. Jalen Green now checks in, and Thurston will go out. They'll bring in a little more speed on the corner on this long third down play as far as the defensive front. They go with a three down line. I was going to say, I think they, they're going to go dime right or, uh, yeah, dime right here with six DBs. Just three down linemen. Third down and 23 yards to go. 2.47 to go before halftime. The Dukes only have one timeout remaining. But if they go three and out here, that won't matter. Coin comes in motion, handoff to Carlos Washington. And Francis Meehan comes up to make the stop. He's seen quite a few snaps and sure-handed tackle right there with Wayne Davis. And they force the three and out. Now the offense with two and a half to go. One timeout. Plenty of time for this explosive offense. But let's see if they get some momentum back as Coach Signetti is going to save some time here and call his last timeout. They could have ran this down under two minutes. James Madison. But I thought you'd want that. for the half. 30-second timeout. Yeah, there's two ways of thought. That, yep. wanted that, that one to hang on to because there, whether it's 225 now on the clock or under that. Yeah, there's a couple ways to think about that, too. Save those those seconds right now because, again, there's 27 coming off. So there, that's you can save those right now. You think you can probably score in enough time. And, and But you're right. You'd love to save probably one to have it toward the end. <laughs> Now, this could also be an opportunity to get your team lined up for a possible block yep. punt. So, you know, you can bring out here, and we'll have to see who's on the corners for JMU to see if that's something. It looks like they may come after it, just the way they're lining up. Spread all the way across the field. They've got the 10 field. guys just lined up across the field. Let's see if they come after it. Sammy Maglinati. There's a quick snap. Not going to come after it. They're going to set up a return. Stroba, good punt this time by Cadigan. And now Strobo gets tripped up. Great job by Lauby and also on special teams for New Hampshire that time was Jacob Post, a backup running back. They made the tackle on special teams. Really good punt, and Strobo had no chance, and it will be a first and ten. Dukes have some work to do, but 2-17, plenty of time, no timeouts. They begin from their own 25-yard line to see if they can get some points here before the end of this half. The only thing that can't happen for the Dukes is another turnover in this game. That was a 50-yard punt with no return. Wide side of the field will be to the Dukes' left. Cadigan's third punt of 50 or more yards, averaging 41.8 coming into the football game. So Percy played the last series, didn't get an official carry because the one carry he got was their holding penalty, so he still does not have any stats this season. He's not in the football game right now. It's Austin Douglas. Reggie Brown is split to the near side right. To the far side left, Thornton and Antoine Wells, Jr. 
Cole Johnson, good snap. Looks left side, quick out. Going to be a comeback route by Antoine. Gets out of bounds. Going to gain only five, but stops the clock. 2.13 to play. No timeouts remaining at good the 30-yard line. Good secure play. Sets up a double move possibility over there on the down and out. A lot of short passes to Antoine so far. That's his sixth catch, but only for 36 yards. Excuse me, his fifth catch for 31 yards. Now they have a free play. There was an offside. He's going to take a shot. Oh, they blew it dead. Oh, man. Cole was, he was cocked and ready to throw that thing down the sideline. Antoine was by the corner who had stopped on the play, and they blow it dead. They did not let it continue. Josiah Silver, the left defensive end, came cleanly across, but he had a tackle. I had Nick Kitwell in front of him, and I thought they would. I'm surprised they didn't let that play go. like he was going to have a free play that time. They blew it dead. He didn't have a free path to the quarterback, for sure. So 155 will be enough for a first down for the five-yard walk-off. Antoine to the left side. Thornton now a slot receiver on this near side right with Noah Turner inside of him and Reggie Brown on the outside. Turkey's cheese take first down. Cole Johnson so far in the game is 18 out of 20. Looks... Throws it to the near side, and Reggie can't quite make the, th- the catch. Thrown a little wide of Reggie as he ran an out about 12 yards and couldn't connect. It was from the far left hash to the near side right for the James Madison offense, so it falls incomplete. Only the third incompletion of the football game for Cole so far. Dukes have been continually using the outside, the outside, the outside. Middle, not so much. Got plenty of time here, minute 49, even with no timeouts. And in college football, first down stops the clock. So, again, that's, uh, that's a big deal. Here's a run up the middle for Austin Douglas. Gets tripped up before he can get a first down. He's to the 43-yard line right between the hash marks. Eight-yard gain on that play. Duke's back on the ball extremely quickly. The clock ticks down to 136. Up 10-7. Cole Johnson. Here's another handoff for Austin. He cut up inside, has a first down, bullies his way to the 50-yard line for seven more yards. And, they have it right at the Wildcat logo at midfield. Again, the clock stops as they move the chains in college football, so now they can get set and run a play. Ergie's cheese take first down again. Cole Johnson looking left. Quick pass going to be caught by Noah Turner. He's out of bounds, so stop the clock at the 45-yard line. There's five more quick yards and still plenty of time. A minute 19 to play. This has been played beautifully so far for Coach Signetti and Coach Shanahan. Second down five from the 45 of New Hampshire. Now Devin Ravenel will check in for the first time. At receiver. First play of the year for Devin, who's been injured from Stafford, Virginia. He comes in for Reggie Brown. Cole steps back, looks, going to dump it out of the backfield as Lorenzo Bryant. He'll step up and dive close to a first down, but he's shy by a yard. Mm, Yep. So the clock will tick, tick, tick away. Third down one, football at the 41 of New Hampshire. He tried to go deep, but that had to check that thing to the near side. Four down territory. Handoff to Leno. Yep, there's a handoff to Lorenzo. Just going to power his way. He's going to bulldoze for two. They've got to hustle, though, now down to 53 seconds. The clock will stop as they move the chains. They've got to get set. Again, no timeouts as Coach Signetti called his last one to save some time with 2.23 left in the half. And now New Hampshire's going to call a timeout. That's going to help James Madison. So Coach well, I, McDonald, again, he's not happy because he's not happy with the official about something but he wants to give his guys a rest they've been out there this entire half that's now 46 plays offensively for james madison and obviously for the defense of new hampshire to 15 offensive plays for the wildcats it doesn't matter seven points on the board on the yeah, the turnover and uh, you know it's a three-point ball game at this particular point the dukes you again you felt like earlier on they would be leading in this contest uh, have more points than that 
Dukes have run the ball 24 times with 16 first downs and 87 rushing yards in the first half to this particular stretch. 170 through the air. Just goes to show you that a turnover can do all kinds of damage. But the Dukes have done a nice job coming out from their own red zone to get to the 39. Here are the Wildcats, and they're back to the line of scrimmage. JMU Athletics would like to thank its team at Madison sponsors, Pepsi and Centera. First down 10 from the 39-yard line. You can hear the Wildcat fans trying to get into this football game. It's a Wildcat here. It's it's homecoming here in Durham. Over the middle of the football field, Thornton got clobbered this time by Evan Horn, the talented safety. He dislodges the football from Chris, but that's actually a break for the Dukes because the clock would have been running had he caught it for about a one-yard gain. So it stops the clock, and James Madison has it with a second and 10 now from the New Hampshire 39. A little drag pattern over the middle. Good contact by Horn. Ravenel comes split to the near side right. Two receivers left is Thornton. And now they got a free play here. They can take a shot. Going to take one down the left sideline. It's flown up in the air. Antoine goes up and can't quite make the grab. Underthrown by Cole, but he saw he had the free play. They didn't blow that one dead. It falls incomplete, but they'll get five yards because of the offsides. Good play by Jonathan Collins, Jr., the cornerback. Got inside position up here, but the flag on the play will get, get some extra yardage. And bring it inside the 35. Now, tell me this. Riddle me this, Batman. Why was that not blown dead and the other one was? Please reset the game clock to 37 seconds. Same player jumped off. 37 on the game clock. Thank you. I would love to ask the official. We can hear him right now. He (laughs) can't hear us, us, but I would like to ask him, and then he could tell us because I have no answer for that one. It was a Please reset the game clock to 37 seconds. Yes, it was. So 37 on the clock. 10-7, 10-7, James Madison. Where's the people that are supposed to be over there with the radios? Hey, t- turn your mic off there, buddy. <laughs> you trying to signal up to the booth to change it from 30. 42 seconds down to 37 while we have this moment. Geico, bundle your home and auto car insurance today. It'll be a second 37, 3-7, 3 <laughs> There's a timeout for James Madison, right? (laughs) Everybody's standing around. There we go. And now we got it right. 37 seconds. Second and five from the New Hampshire 34. It'll be a long field goal from here, about 51, but plenty of time. He needs to turn that mic off. He hadn't mastered that yet. Cole Johnson gets the snap. Here comes the blitz. Pass left side is incomplete. Boy, they brought pressure that time, and he had to get rid of it quicker than what he wanted to. Wide of his intended target, Kevin Curry, as Antoine Wells checked out for that play. He's back on the football field for a third and five now. This is where you're going to pick up the first down, even if you don't get a big chunk of yards, you want to move the chains. Still could use the middle of the field here with this amount of time. I have yeah. not seen that much today. No, not at all. But uh, but you're right. They still have enough time. They can clock it if they need to. There's still absolutely, plenty of time. Absolutely. Two receivers each way for Cole Johnson. Third down and five from the New Hampshire 34-yard line. The chest-high snap. Going to throw a comeback route to Devin Ravenel. And now a flag comes out as Cole Johnson got hit. I think it's going to be roughing the passer. I believe roughing the passer is going to be whistled against Josiah Silver, who was the guy offsides on those two previous plays earlier on this drive. It is personal foul. 15-yard penalty. Automatic first down. That play to... Ravenel was one where Ravenel had clearly not done a lot of practice time, and it was a timing pattern. It wasn't synced up, was it? It wasn't synced (laughs) up. Cole knew where he wanted to go with the ball. Uh, 
Ravenel could not get his head around in time. But as it turns out. Boy, that's a big penalty. It certainly is in this drive. 29 seconds, if that is the correct time on the clock. Turns into an Ergie's cheesesteak first down into the O'Neill's Grill red zone at the 19-yard line. First down and 10 from the 19. Cole Johnson fumbles a snap, regathers, in some trouble, tries to throw it away. The running back was right there. He essentially threw that thing into the turf. But he saw Austin Douglas, his back right there. The white hat points right at Douglas saying, yes, he's right there. It's fine. Cole avoids a loss on the play, and especially with no timeouts, that's a big play by Cole Johnson. And the Wildcats brought a safety blitz in there, and the fans don't like the call as Cole was going down, but he knew exactly where yes, Douglas was. And Good play by Cole. Into the turf. That's not an easy play to make in that situation. That comes from lots of practice, knowing that your back will be <laughs> right. there. 26 seconds. Now time's starting to become an issue. Two receivers each way. Seem to get a big play and score here before the half. Cole Johnson claps his hands, gets the chest high snap, looks to his left side, double move. Throws it left side, going to be complete and out of bounds to Chris Thornton at the 10. Now to the 9. That should be enough for a first down. Great pass, and again, they wanted to take a shot for Antoine down the field in the end zone. He took the short route, but they moved the chains, and more importantly, Chris gets out of bounds. It'll be first and goal from the nine with 21 seconds left in the half. What a drive so far. Can they cap it off? Following a 50-yard punt. Three receivers come to the near side right from the nine-yard line. Cole Johnson, fake handoff, looks to his right side. Over the middle, it's going to be complete to Reggie Brown. Back to the end zone. Touchdown, James Madison, right before the half with 17 seconds. Cole Johnson, his second of the day, and JMU takes a 16-7 lead. And Reggie Brown gets now three big catches in this half, and I mentioned him in the pregame before. That is his first touchdown as a JMU Duke on a nice uh, slant pattern right in the back of the end zone. What a drive before the half with no timeouts. Coach Signetti knew exactly what and he was again, doing. And again, there's 17 seconds left. He saved about 25 seconds. So because he called that timeout, it had enough time, and they did. Well, the penalties against, against yes. New Hampshire helped out a Absolutely. whole lot in this situation. But, but both teams have been hurt by penalties. By saving those seconds, it did help the Dukes. And they get six out of it. And there's the seventh point as Ethan Ratke knocks it through 17 seconds left in the half that is a big score here before the half for james madison now leading by two scores again at 17-7 jmu a nine yard strike to reggie brown in the back of the end zone and a good ball by cole his second td of this football game and 13th of the season 12 plays 75 yards took only two minutes off the clock so you got to remember it started that with 217 left to go in the half well, in teams following that big turnover, teams work so much on situational football, and, and one of those situations they work on is a two-minute drill and getting running routes to the boundary so you can get out of bounds and stop the clock, and we saw that early. It may not be big chunks. It could be five, six, seven yards, but they're getting out of bounds, stopping the clock. Those add up, and the Duke's able to run that to perfection to close the half. Cole in this first half, how about his numbers? 22 out of 28 for two TDs. No picks still this season. He has been sacked twice. They've brought a lot of pressure. We talked about him in pregame and how he's almost been flawless. Well, (laughs) the first half he's pretty much continued. Dukes are on pace to run over 100 plays for today. 53 to 15 are the plays. This should be more than just a 10-point lead right now. Here's a sky kick to about the 20-yard line. One of their upbacks will take it, and then Sam Kidd 
ushers him out of bounds. He does. It was Adam Deese, a backup tight end, graduate student from Belmont, Massachusetts. Gets the return to the 25-yard line. Good job by Wise on that little sky kick. Well, if you're in New Hampshire, you just either hand this off or kneel down. You, you, you've done, you have 40 yards in this first half. Don't take a chance where something bad could happen. <laughs> and they're going to get in their victory formation to close out the half, to just go to half. Again, they should be lucky to be only down 10 here at the break. Their defense stepped up and got a, got a score for them. Both teams learned a lot about the other here in this first half. That'll be the discussion for sure. So they will line up in the shotgun and just kneel it down, and they'll go to halftime. Down only 10. Could be a lot more. That was only the 16th offensive play for New Hampshire in 30 minutes of football. 16 plays. The Dukes have 17 points. New Hampshire has 16 plays. And again, it should be more as James Madison has 53 plays here at halftime. All Dukes so far on the stat sheet. Scoreboard, though, it's still a football game. 17-7, JMU with the lead on New Hampshire here at halftime. Coming up, we'll get scores around the CAA. There are three other games going on. One final, one upset upset going on right now in the fourth quarter. Riley will come back and give you a little scoreboard update, play some highlights. We'll come back with the Duke Sports Center with Kurt Dudley as well. Then we'll come back and... Give you stats and get you set for the second half of plays. We continue with James Madison football on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network. We are set for the second half kickoff. Dukes move left to right, New Hampshire right to left. Camden Wise's kickoff is short. Going to be taken at the 8-yard line by Lobby. The right side hash to the 20, comes near side to the 30-yard line, breaks a tackle, and then it's going to be Camden Wise to trip him up, the kicker. But the return gives them good field position at about the 42-yard line. Lobby is... Going to get up very nice. He's not even up yet. He is on his hands and knees right now. But good job by Camden Wise to save a bigger return than what it was. It turns out to be about a 38-yard return. You could see the seam opening up. They blocked it really well. Lobby hit the seam coming to the Wildcat sideline, and they rolled him over on his back to do that. You know, he's been a non-factor in this game, and he's kind of their Swiss Army knife that can do a lot of different things, but he's been a non-factor. Now, let's let's be honest. They've had 16 plays, and one was a a kneel down, so they have not had any chances to give him. Maybe just took a shot in the midsection. He gets up, looks like he's okay, but he's a guy that I think if they can continue to contain, they're going to have a hard time scoring the football, but he's going to go right to the huddle and get in. Yeah, I don't think he even heard the play. Now the yeah. coach has said, no, 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 you, know, you can't. We, we'll they took a timeout. You you got to come out of play before yeah. you can go in and make a play. So Carlos Washington, Jr. is the back. Fort Washington, Maryland native. He's to the right of Brett Edwards. Edwards in the first half, five of seven, was sacked once by Bryce Carter. He's got three receivers to his near side left now, and motion is coin, their top receiver. As far as receptions go, and. Isaac Ukwu and Diamante Tucker-Dorsey combined to make a tackle after a two-yard gain on a counterplay to this near side left by Carlos Washington. A little different look from the offense for New Hampshire. Did not fool the JMU Dukes. A little bit more misdirection with a counterplay that time. That's what we saw in practice when they were in a lot of misdirection, yep. trying to make your eyes go one way defensively and not the other. They have two first downs came on, came on one drive in this football game. Carlos Washington again, and he's going to get one yard here to the 45, and that's it. Good job by Thurston to help make the tackle. Flying in from his linebacker's safety spot was, was Chuck Winecki. If you're the Wildcats, you cannot afford to, to use this field position. This is an no important doubt. field position to start the second half. You've got to cash in here. A little surprised with just a couple of handoffs to start the half. I thought they may try something 
something different, something new that uh, may catch JMU off guard. But so far, let's see if they can do it. They are 0 for their last 16 third downs in the last two games. Edwards back to throw. Looks for his running back. Nowhere to go. Scrambles to his right, being chased by Thurston. Gets hit, spun around, and thrown down out of bounds. Tony Thurston, great pursuit on the far sideline. Chases him down out of bounds, and he should get credit for a sack. He will because he's out of bounds behind the line of scrimmage back of the 42-yard line. Great pursuit by Tony Thurston. First sack of the year for him. He's not one known for his foot speed. Great job. i tell you who needs to get credit for that play. Is the a, defensive Azanima. backs, too. Well, <laughs> they were looking in the flat for yes. Carlos Washington on the swing pass, and Azanima covered him like a glove. Edwards had nowhere to go with the football. Tremendous coverage. Here's the punt by Cadigan. Roba's back. He's going to call for the fair catch and will make it at the 13-yard line. The Dukes have had a couple of long drives, a 19-play drive and a 17-play drive that accounted for their first 10 points, and they will take over inside their own 15. First and 10, James Madison. They force the fourth three and out for the New Hampshire offense in this football game, so they go from 16 plays to 19. They cannot stay on the football field right now. I know it's early in this second half, but I think that first series – where you get they get the ball near the 40-yard line and you don't go three and out. And Coach yep. Signetti has to feel really, really good about that defensive stand. So Coach Heatherman, he was going crazy after Thurston able to chase down the quarterback. Here's a play-action pass. Swing it near sideline. Intercepted. It's going to go for six. It was an out pass to the near sideline. Picked up by Randall Harris. Chris Thornton, the intended target. First INT thrown by Cole Johnson this season. And New Hampshire's defense now has 13 points of the PAT pending. All day long, the Dukes have gone down and out, down and out, throwing across the field from one hash mark to the sideline, able to make that pass. It was almost like New Hampshire says, okay, you want to continue? That is the adjustment at the half, Dave, that you often see. The ball kind of of went out there with not a lot of zip on it, and the cornerback had more momentum going towards the line. Six points, Wildcats. Oh, hang on to your hats. This place is not fun. The dungeon is not fun to play in. So they had two defensive scores in 18 when they upset the third-ranked Dukes. JMU's ranked third in the country right Uh here in 2021. They have two defensive scores. Just saying. But still, it is a lead for James Madison. 13-14 to go third quarter. Let's get a break. We'll come back with a kickoff. 17-14 now. JMU over New Hampshire as we continue with James Madison Football on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network. JMU Football is on the air on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network. Well, JMU fans want to know what's really scary? Seeing just how much you can have saving by switching to GEICO. They make it easy to bundle your home, car, boat, cycle, and RV insurance and save even more. No fortune tellers needed. Visit GEICO.com to see money saving in your future. Happy Geico-ween. Well, the turnover there is Cole Johnson, as Dave told you, throws his first interception of the year for the Dukes. Randall Harris picked it off. He goes 18 yards, and uh, Lahane adds the kick. That was uh, the first play from scrimmage. Took just five seconds off the scoreboard clock, my friend. What's scary is (laughs) these these turnovers turn into points. That's what's scary to me right now. 17-14, 17-14, James Madison, 13-14 left in the third quarter. Lots of time left. This game has been dominated by JMU, but two turnovers have led to 14 points. We've seen a lot of strange scores today out of the CAA, huh? Yeah, we'll get you a quick update in a second. Chris Thornton's going to come up and field it off the bounce, and it goes out of bounds. Nice. So it will 
Gives us a chance to take a quick look around the CAA, which is always brought to you by Sentara. At Sentara, we improve health every day. By the kicking team, by rule the ball, be placed at the 35-yard line. First down. Two finals. Rhode Island took care of Stony Brook in overtime. 30, make it 27-20. And Elon upsets Richmond in Richmond 20 to seven. That's a big win for Elon and not a great game for Richmond. And right now in the third quarter, Delaware having a hard time with Albany. It's a 13-6 Blue Hen lead. That Albany team's actually a little better than you think it is. They've got so a really too. good quarterback undercover that can really do a number on you. They've been battle-tested in their first few ball games. Four CAA teams have a bye this week, including the Dukes' next opponent, Villanova, at Bridgeforth next week. Here's a handoff to Latrell Palmer trying to pick his way forward. Breaking tackles get spun around. They tried to tackle the ball loose that time. It's a four-yard pickup between the hash and the numbers as they move left to right for a four-yard Latrell Palmer run. And, you know, this offense, Clint, it's we talk about explosive plays. They only have two plays over 20 yards so far today. They dominated, and they have great yardage, but only two explosive plays. I think they need an explosive play the way this game's going. Now, right now, I just want to take care of the ball, Dave. Yes. I don't disagree with you, but I, I just watching Latrell handle it. Here's Latrell up the middle, breaking tackles again, runs over the defensive tackle, Kavikas that time, and he will... Dive for a first down close to it, but it'll be just shy. It'll be a yard short. Third down and one. JMU so far on third down. Four to six. Excuse me, six out of ten. I beg your pardon. Latrell's going to stay in the football game. Two tight end set. Noah Turner is attached here on the near side right. Wing left is Cheatham, the other tight end. They'll go with a run to Palmer. He's got a hole. First down run to midfield. He's to the 50-yard line right between the hash marks. He picks up six, needed one. They move the chains on the Fergie's cheesesteak first down. This is really tough running inside. I mean, there's a lot of hats on the football, a lot of banging up front. I mean, this is really big man football. It's almost like Coach Signetti and Coach Shanahan are like, all right, let's get some identity. Let's go right at them there, right it now. Is. It's almost like they're trying to say, we're taking this game back. Let's wear these guys down. We've got tons of plays. Cole's going to step back and throw it this time, though. Sets up. He's going to fire this football deep for Chris Thornton and overshot him at the 10-yard line. Well, that's hard to do, overthrow Chris Thornton, but it was a deep post pattern. Had him open. He stepped up in the pocket. Cole had a little bit of happy feet, but the pocket held up for him. Going to bring a couple of new receivers into the football game. Reggie Brown will be one. The other is Jameer Hudson. We haven't seen Jameer play much a lot this year. Very capable young man. Junior from Virginia Beach. He has one catch so far this season, but he will play the slot receiver for Thornton after that long touchdown attempt. So he's in the slot on the near side. Antoine Wells, Jr. to the far side left. They'll run it with Latrell Palmer. Cut back run and just carries two defenders for four yards. Yeah, hit the line of scrimmage. Good job. Ronnie Altman is in there right now. Is he was no? Excuse me, that's Nick Kidwell who came around and he pancaked yeah. his guy. Yeah, he did. Wow, that was a great block by Kidwell. Third and six, though. Duke seven of eleven on third down. If they got their last one, can they keep this drive going? Three receivers and bunching this near side right. They look over the middle of the football field, but Cole Johnson does not have time. Josiah Silver was right there. Also, Gunnar Gibson, the other defensive end right there. They met him in the backfield. And now, Wildcat Stadium is rocking the 11.08 to go third quarter. New Hampshire feels like they've got a shot, and they certainly do. Down just three, they force a punt from James Madison. Well, the down lineman stunted inside. They switched position. Defensive tackle came to the outside. Defensive end came on the inside. Duke's lineman could not pick him up. A little confusion up front for yep. the uh, the young offensive lineman, and that's one thing that Coach Signetti said in our pregame show, that our, our offensive linemen have got to keep their eyes up and be prepared for a lot of that. 
a turnover number. <laughs> so the ball came out. Excuse me. The ball came yeah, out. Yeah, I was going to say, I said turnover. Yeah, it is. Okay, I didn't even see the ball come uh-huh, out. Okay. I beg your pardon. Sorry. So the ball came out. So they're going to take a shot here on first down, but in trouble is Brett Edwards. He scrambles to his right side and tries to find his tight end who will make the catch. Nope, he was out of bounds. Boy, he got one foot down. It was really close right in front of the Dukes bench inside the 40-yard line, backing out of bounds. He caught the ball over his head, reached up with two hands. But Adam Deese was the intended target. I did not see the ball come out on that last sack. It's the third turnover of the day. Wow. So they go from zero in three games to three now in this football game in New Hampshire's. Gosh, nine the last two games here? My goodness, this is a strange place. We've got the football now at the 45 in Duke's territory. Out of the shotgun is Edwards. He has been under pressure all day long. He's had a hard time. Steps up, has a little bit more time this time. Thurston's getting held. No call. Going to throw to the near sideline, sliding down, but not able to make the catch. Well, you're, you saw exactly what I saw as Thurston came up the middle, beat his block to the inside. I mean, look at his gap, shoulder pad right now. And his it's... shoulder pads got turned sideways, and somebody had a hold of him and didn't let him get close to Edwards. Third down and 10. This offense has done zero today. They have now 20 plays and 34 yards. Well, they haven't needed to. Huh? They have, their defense <laughs> has kept them in this game. No Absolutely. question. Absolutely. Three turnovers forced and 14 points. 10.54 to go here in the third quarter. 17-14, James Madison. New Hampshire in JMU territory, though. Back to throw is Edwards under pressure. He escapes, goes over the middle of the football field. Low throw, going down to make the catch, though, at the 29 of JMU between the hash. The numbers for a 16-yard gain is the tight end Kyle Lepkowski, a sophomore from Adamstown, Maryland, and that will move the chains to their third first down of the game. 15 yards on that completion. To the JMU 30. Sprint out to the near side. Short throw complete to the 26-yard line. Sliding down to make the catch is Samir Blacknell, a sophomore from New Jersey. Just his fourth catch of the year, but it does pick up positive yards and sets up a second and six. I like the way they move Edwards out of the pocket. Kind of waggles left, waggles right. Gives him a little better angle for his wide receivers. Last two completions have been just from that. New Hampshire now in field goal range, but again, they haven't made a field goal all year. <laughs> so it's no gimme. It's They're, today. They might be in range, but <laughs> doesn't mean it's going to be good. Second down and six. They're trailing by only a field goal right now with 10 minutes to go third quarter. This game has been wacky. There's a handoff to Carlos Washington Jr. up the middle of the football field for... Close to a first down. They're going to give him enough to the 20-yard line. They'll move the chains. There was your unbalanced line, Dave. You saw the, the balance line, unbalanced line to the right side. They lined it back up on the near short side, ran to the uh, fewer defenders for the JMU Dukes. So that's the first down. Antonio Colclaw, one of the defensive ends, got into one of the linemen for New Hampshire. And Q Reed, Diamante Tucker-Dorsey, got into his face and made sure, no, we don't need any of that. Let's play football. Abby Akonji and... Colclaw, the defensive ends right now. Thurston, Mike Green on the inside. Here's a handoff to Washington and not much running room over the right side this time. And it is Abby Akunji and Chris Chukwinecki. Colclaw still getting into it with the left tackle, Patrick Flynn. Don't need a silly penalty at this point in time. They're in the red zone now at the 18-yard line. Second down and eight from the 18 with 9-10 to go third quarter. The Dukes hanging on to a 17-14 lead. Sometimes the Wildcats will look for Brian Espinet in this situation. Yes. You know, he's got uh, 
four touchdowns already this season. He's got single coverage well out to the right, the wide side of the field. Torres Carroll is covering him right now. Again, Wesley McCormick's still out right now. He's banged up on the defensive side of the football. Now Labby will go in motion. He's just off the right side. Edwards looks that way. He's under some pressure, steps up, scrambles. Akonji giving chase. He throws it low, and the pass is going to be complete oh again my. to Samir Blacknell, who makes the catch just across the 10 at the hash mark at the 9. So this will be another first down, and they've got a first down and goal with a chance to take the lead here midway through the third quarter. Oh, I thought that ball may have hit the ground. It was a low throw. Edwards has been bailed out by his receivers here a couple times on this drive. He's thrown really low, but they've gone down to get the football. See if they can hold him to a field goal attempt here. Three receivers now to the near side left. Espinet in the middle of that three. Blacknell now goes in motion to the right side. They fake it to him. Under pressure, going to sling it to Lauby in the flat. Escapes a tackle. He's to the 10-yard line. Escapes one more would-be tackler. But he's forced to the boundary by Q. Reed and Kelvin Azanama for a three-yard gain to the six. Boy, that could have been a loss of three or four yards. Instead, it's a three-yard gain by Lauby. And that's what Lauby does. He turns a play that's not much of anything into something. He's able to angle his body and get itself up and regain his balance. Boy, Chris Chukwinecki got Edwards on the ground, but a good job to sling it out to his back that time. Second and goal from the six. Halfway through this third quarter, 17-14, James Madison. Lauby will come in motion to the backfield now to the right of Edwards. Deuce looks a little confused. Handoff to Lauby, and he is going to be stacked up for a loss. Did it come out? It did just for a moment. It bounced straight down on the deck and came up right back into Lauby's hands. And uh, Ajaguku was right there. He lost two on the play. Back to the eight. Good job by Isaac. Seems like the Dukes are moving a lot on defense, almost like they haven't seen these alignments. You they see, look a little confused, They don't look they? a little confused. The linebackers for JMU are running up and down the line yep. of scrimmage, trying to readjust as if the Wildcats are doing something a bit different than they scouted. Big play here. See if they can hold them a field goal attempt. They've got a blocking back in front of Lauby on the right of this formation. Edwards. Fake handoff. Looks to go with a, f- a fade to Espinette in the corner of the end zone. Makes the catch and keeps a foot in bounds. Touchdown, New Hampshire. They take the lead on a great throw to Espinette from Edwards. That's his fifth receiving touchdown of the season. New Hampshire's offense finally able to cash in. They have turned three turnovers into touchdowns now. All the points for New Hampshire have come off of three James Madison turnovers. Fade to the right side. Q. Reed and Torres Carroll were there. And really nice adjustment in the on the pattern by Espen who got his body turned around and got a foot down just as he went out of bounds. And you felt Edwards gaining some momentum there in that particular series, sprinting out, making passes. So now on for the PAT is Sean... Lahane and the kick is good. Wow. New Hampshire has its first lead of the game with 6.52 to go. Third quarter, James Madison trails New Hampshire. 21 17 will come back with a kickoff as we continue with James Madison football on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network. All the purple and gold tackles and touchdowns are heard here on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network. The two third quarter scores here. A halftime score with Jamie 17, New Hampshire 7. And Brett Edwards has just hit Espinet with an eight-yard touchdown pass on the right side. That was a 10-play, 55-yard drive. So a lot of plays to go 55 yards, but again, set up by a JMU turnover. 
It is. Three turnovers have turned into 21 points. All their points have come off of turnovers, and they converted a couple of third downs, which they hadn't been able to do. But, again, that's good teams that can get on scoring drives. You convert third downs. They finally did that today. What did I tell you in the hotel? I said, we should be okay as long as we don't put the ball on the ground. And that was one of the keys from Coach Signetti in pregame. It sure was. You've got to play clean. On the road, you just have to play clean. They have not today. So now this Dukes team is faced with coming from behind. The crowd, not so large, but loud enough. Starting to feel it. You know that the Wildcat players feel it. All right, here we go. This is now, this is where we find out a little bit about JMU. This is now for one, for the first time all year, now there's some adversity. We know they're, you're a good front runner. We know that you can take a lead. Trailing and in the it. second half. This is a humongous drive right On now. On the road. Yep. All that. Yep. Obviously, momentum with New Hampshire. Here's the kickoff. And it's a fair catch called for by Thornton, and he makes it at the seven-yard line, so it brings it out to the 25. So first and ten for Cole Johnson, the offense. Again, Cole's 0 for 2 in the second half with an INT. His first of the season that was returned for a touchdown. This New Hampshire defense, we talked about them potentially getting worn down because of so many plays, 53 in the first half. Well, they found new life. They, they, with they the have turnover, a, yeah, they have found new life. The one fumble return for a touchdown kind of gave them new life despite JMU scoring before the half. They are. They go three and out to start the second yep. half. They Does have it. not worn down yet. Now there's still a lot of football to be played. 6.52 left, third quarter, 21 17, New Hampshire. It's a handoff to Latrell, bouncing off of one tackle, and it's just a one yard gain. They've had a. We saw a 21-yard run as Silver makes the tackle for New Hampshire this time. We saw a 21-yard run by Latrell after they only had 22 yards on 10, their first 10 carries. That's the longest run by far besides Cole's 18-yard scamper. Well, Nico Kavika is the defensive tackle. The junior, 283-pounder, is one hurt, but he's the one that blew up the play. He yeah. knocked Cole Potts, the guard for JMU, back in the backfield, and that's who Latrell ran into to create uh, only that half-yard gain. And Nico is down. I hope he's all right. Now let's see what Coach Signetti, Coach Shanahan do different defensively because they've shut down the run game, nothing on the inside. We haven't seen many perimeter runs. Now they're, we assume they're going to start to take away the perimeter passing game, which we saw in the first half of this football game, the second half of the Weber State game that opened things up. So now do they try and work the middle of the football field a little bit more? What does the offense for James Madison Try and do a little bit different against this New Hampshire defense. It's flying around and making plays. It's a team that was embarrassed. Gave up 700 yards to Pitt last week. And despite giving up 294 right now, they're in the football game because they have the lead. They've scored twice on defense. Well, the turnovers are the... Well, that's the big equalizer in football big sometimes. equalizer for sure. Cole Johnson is out of the shotgun. To his right is Austin Douglas. He's got a receiver to the left side, Antoine Wells Jr. Hand off. Nowhere to go. Uh, loss on the play. That's actually Percy and Jay Obisay with his first carry of the season. It's a loss of two. My goodness. So Percy's first carry goes for a loss of two yards. He played one series in the first half, didn't get an official carry. That's his first of 2021, and it goes for negative two yards. They're in danger now going three and out for the second time in this half. The surge by the defensive front. They brought an extra man that time right into the play. They go with some tempo, try and catch him off guard. Noah Turner will come in motion. He's a wing now on the right side with Antoine's put to the far side left. Going to look that way. Comes out of his break and makes the grab of the 40-yard line. What a route. I, I watched Antoine most of that entire time. There's a flag, though, in the backfield. What a route by Antoine Wells, Jr. Let's listen to the call. Holding offense, number 66, 
Cole Potts has been having a tough second half here. Penalty on this. Not only does it negate a 22-yard reception, but it's 10 yards back. So that's 32 yards in field position right there. That was an excellent route. Wow, that that was a wonderful route by Antoine. And he was able to drive the cornerback off the ball, cut to the sideline, get the reception, and then advance yards after the catch, but it's all for naught. And now this becomes a much more dangerous situation here for JMU because the field has been flipped somewhat in the favor of New Hampshire. Third down and 21 yards to go. The snap is blown dead. There's going to be a false start against JMU. Five-yard penalty. Tyler Stevens, the uh, left tackle for JMU out of Virginia Beach. So the two freshman offensive linemen, Potts and Stevens, also Wyatt's a freshman, but those two have just made mistakes all of a sudden. (laughs) And now it's a third down and 26 yards to go back at their own nine. And remember, Antoine's catch was out of the 46-yard line. Secondary's backed off a good 25 yards in the secondary for New Hampshire. Cole Johnson going to set up a screen and finds Austin Douglas. See if he can break something to the 20 left sideline. Stays in bounds, then he's shoved to the boundary. Boy, I was hoping they were going to hit him late, maybe get a 15-yard freebie for a first down. They don't. About a 12-yard shy of the first down. Picked up about half of what they needed, a little more than that, but... Because of the penalties, they will have to punt the football. It's a three and out. New Hampshire's defense has come to play. They have made plays in this football game, and now the JMU defense is going to have to step up, which they've been great most of this game. They gave up the last touchdown drive, but before that, they were lights out. 34 yards is all they had allowed in the game. Good snap. Here's the punt by Harry O'Kelly. Fair catch called for and made by Horn. So they'll take over at their own 31-yard line. It will be first down and 10. 44 yards on the punt. Good job by O'Kelly to kind of get the ball back over midfield. So at their own 31-yard line, New Hampshire offense able to find rhythm finally. They have three first downs and it ends in a touchdown to take the lead. New Hampshire tries to extend the lead now with 5.16 to go in the third quarter. 21-17, New Hampshire with the lead. Just talking with Coach Signetti, he didn't feel like this offense would be able to move consistently against JMU's defense, but when the defense scores twice, the offense doesn't have to do a whole lot of work. Sean Johns comes in as on the defensive line for JMU this series. Mike Green's still out there. He disrupts the play, but it's going to be to the right side for Carlos Washington Jr. He's shoved out of bounds by Q Reed and Diamante Tucker Dorsey. He's able to pick up yardage across the 35 to the 37 on the far boundary as he picks up six on first down. Duke's coming with a blitz. They try to fill up the outside. Nice little run play, even with the line of scrimmage, parallel to the line, and then broke it up the side. Good gain on first down. 21-17, New Hampshire, five minutes to go, third quarter. So a lot of football to be played, but New Hampshire dominating the second half so far. Two receivers near side left. Coin is the inside receiver, leads them with 18 receptions on the season. Lauby comes in motion into the backfield. He's one of the three receivers now on the left side. Here comes the blitz. They get to him. He scrambles to his right, and he will throw it away. Nice job by Edwards. He was under heavy, heavy pressure deep in the backfield. Four shirts in white chasing him for the JMU Dukes. Did a smart thing of just dumping it out of bounds, come back and play it again. Including Mike Green. He was one of the ones forcing him to the boundary on that far sideline. So now a third down and four. Football at their own 37-yard line. They want to go with some tempo right now, but they sub, so they've got to wait. Sprint out to the right or left side and look for a short back. Washington Jr. to the left. 
They show pressure. Will they come? Now they're going to wait and change the play. It looks like the line of scrimmage. They will. So they looked Six at, seconds on the clock. They looked at what JMU was going to do. Now they're going to change things up. Down to one on the play clock. And he just got it off in time. Pressure from Abby Akonji steps up, and he will not get there. Great job by Jalen Green. Also stepping up was the young man you talked about, Seth Johns. That'll be a sack, a loss of one on yep. the play. So a combined They'll sack that time, and that will be a three and out. So the JMU defense does its job after the offense has to punt. I'd like to see Schroba get a bit of a return here yep. to get the Dukes a little bit of room if they can. But the punter for New Hampshire today has done a really nice job. Has had some 50-yarders in that, and they've covered the ball well. Gadigan came in averaging 41.8 per punt. They come after it and can't quite get there. Wobbly punt. Strobe calls for the fair catch and will make it at the 29-yard line. So JMU will take over offensively with 3.51 to go in the third. Down four now to 21-17, their second possession. Down four points. They went three and out. Let's see if they can get some rhythm back in that pass game, which, again, Cole in the first half, was 22 out of 28, but so far one for three here in the second half. Now it becomes that really that cat and mouse game as a defensive coordinator and offensive coordinator. What am I going to throw at you defensively? And offensively, what am I going to do a little bit different? Let's see what they both teams dial up. 34-yard punt, no return. No mark to the 30-yard line. Here's a quick out to the right side or a quick bubble screen caught by Chris Thornton, and he gets spun down after a five-yard gain. Making the tackle was the inside linebacker for New Hampshire who came over to scrape and get the tackle. Bryce Shaw. Gain of five to Thornton on the screen to the right side, trying to get him involved again. He's led the way. That's now his eighth catch of the football game. Nothing wrong with a short passing game or the five-yard gains at a time. Take control. Action pass. Left side going to be complete to Antoine Wells. Circles back around, and he's going to lose some yardage. He Ends up picking a four. He caught it about there, then circled back around to try and get some yardage. But Antoine makes his sixth catch, but only for 34 yards in the game. Nothing down the field at all. So how much of that is the defense and being able to tackle him one-on-one? Because they've been covering by single coverage. Third down one now. Dukes are 7 of 13 on third down. Hand off to Lorenzo Bryant. Makes the first man miss and picks up enough for the first down. They'll move the chance. Another Ergie's cheesesteak first down. Their first of the second half. Wow, and only four, uh, two minutes and 51 seconds left to go in the third for that first first down. And Lorenzo Bryant is becoming that 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 short yardage back. We're seeing that today. You like him for that. I, I think he might be their best short yardage back. The transfer from Rhode Island now his seventh season. Play action pass. Cole sprints out. He escapes pressure and throws it away. Through to the feet this time of Lorenzo Bryant. Well, he faked it to Lorenzo, and then Lorenzo leaked out into the pass, but the pass rush got up the field. This offensive line for JMU has not been able to solve the defensive front here in the second half. Well, one thing we talked about is the strength of this defense is their front four, and they are causing some major havoc with this young offensive line. Antoine Wells Jr. gets a breather, so Kevin Curry will check into the football game. Clayton Cheatham comes all the way to the near side right. Empty backfield. Five receiver set for Johnson. A screen pass to Thornton. Can he make a man miss? He'll just outrun him, and then he'll gain about seven. He's to the 48-yard line between the hash and the numbers on the near side. Seven-yard gain for Chris. Wide receiver Reggie Brown got a good block. Clayton Cheatham could not quite get to yep. his person. That's why he was out there to provide that extra blocking, but a good gain on first down. It will be a third down now. Third down and four. They're going to give him just six yards on the play and mark him down to the 47. In their own territory. Big third down. The Dukes have been really good on third down. Eight of 14. That's better than their season average of 50%. But 
Need to convert here, down four points. Thornton will come in motion. He's to the near side right now with three other receivers. Here comes a blitz. Cole gets hit over the middle, and Chris oh. gets popped for a one-yard gain. It will be shy of the sticks, obviously, as Jonathan Collins popped Chris Thornton, but did not run the route deep enough. He only gains one. Well, he didn't run the route deep enough, maybe so, but Cole didn't have a ch- didn't have an opportunity for him to run it any deeper not. because they came with an all-out jailbreak. So right now, the defense for the Wildcats is setting the tempo. A minute 22 to go, third quarter, 21-17 New Hampshire. Back-to-back possessions down four are going to come up empty. Kelly would like to drop one of these inside the 20. See if he can do just that. Going to be a short punt. And it's Horn making the fair catch of the 20-yard line, so. It is only a 32-yard punt with no return. New Hampshire backed up at their own 20-yard line with a minute and six seconds to go. But, again, they can extend the lead. You cannot say enough about this New Hampshire defense and how they – New Hampshire's offense has 94 yards total, 94, and they lead against the third-ranked team in the country right now. But most of that was in this third quarter. I mean, most of it was (laughs) on the last drive and about six plays or so in this ballgame to account for most of that yardage, Dave. So – Really, the Duke's defense has not done a, a bad job at all. First and ten, now, here's where you'd like to get a turnover. How on about your a own. defensive score yeah, here, right? That's, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Great minds think alike. There's been a defensive score in every game this year: a safety and then touchdown, touchdown. The last couple of games, here's Washington with a carrier on the right side. Bryce Carter, good job to work down the line of scrimmage and make the tackle from his defensive end spot for just a gain of two yards. You almost get the feeling when they run that zone play to the right, they're setting up something else. Just 11 rushing yards in this football game for New Hampshire. Second down and eight football at their own 22-yard line. Bryce Carter's back in there on the defensive front. Tony Thurston, Mike Green. Can't see who's the left defensive end. Could be Jalen Green, and it is. Second down eight. Edwards out of the shotgun. Claps his hands, gets the snap. Play action pass. Quick pass to the seam. Breaking a tackle, getting a first down. Up to the 34-yard line is Nick Lorden, a senior from Milford, New Hampshire. Makes his fourth catch of the year. But he's able to escape a couple of Dukes that time, get a first down to the 33, and that's going to be our final play of the third quarter. For the first time in 2021, James Madison trails after three quarters of play. All New Hampshire in the third, and we are through three quarters of play here at Wildcat Stadium. It's New Hampshire 21, James Madison 17. You're listening to James Madison Football on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network. This is James Madison University Football on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network. Well, this is when the stats don't really mean anything. I mean, you no can, question. You, know, you can throw those out the, door, the window. The only stat, it, of course, is turnovers that needs to be bothered. And that uh, 14 points in the control in the fourth quarter, I mean, the third quarter was huge on the turnovers and then... They were Wildcats were able to initiate a little bit of offense. They were able to get it going One drive just a little least. bit, <laughs> and they really did a good job of changing things up. But up front right now, the Duke's offensive line has not been able to handle the front five, maybe six, depending on how many people the Wildcats send. And now after the punt to start this fourth quarter, the Dukes will go back on defense. Well, that was a big first down for New Hampshire there right before the end of the third quarter to – Again, stay on the field a little bit longer. Again, they've got to leave. They, they want to shorten this game. They're going to take time off that play clock. They want to shorten this thing up, not give the Dukes offense much of a chance. 
First down and 10 for New Hampshire. They move left to right up 21-17 as we begin the fourth quarter. New Hampshire in their home navy blue uniforms, navy blue tops, pants with the silver helmets. Dukes in their white row uniforms with the white helmets and the purple pants here today. JMU right to left here in the fourth quarter. Clint Estes, I am Dave Riggert. In the 33-yard line, Brett Edwards handoff. Big hole for Lauby, his biggest hole of the game, and he's going to be tripped up. Bryce Carter helps make the tackle. Wayne Davis made the stop, but he'll pick up seven on first down, and that's one they're having much more success on first down now than in the first half, which sets them up to third and a much more manageable situation. Well, they're going unbalanced maybe to the left side, at least on that play, and they run back again to the weak side of the defense, and there's not a lot of white shirts in that area. And you missed one tackle, and it's a good game. They've got a tight end and a wing on this near side right, so many more guys on the right side. They are going to go with a... Halfback pass, but in trouble is Carlos Washington. He's going to make a play, and he's going to be shy of the first down by a yard as he wanted to throw the ball deep down the field. Good job by Jordan Swan to stay with his receiver. It was going to be a halfback pass by Washington. He saw it was erased, so he just made a play. He's going to have a third down and one after a two-yard gain just outside the numbers. Kevin Ozanama came up to make that stop just a yard shy of the first down, so even though the pass couldn't go, so there was one trick play. They are two for eight on third down. What? Two for eight, did you say? Which is 25%, which is better than their season <laughs> average of 20 coming in. Two for their last four in motion to the left side. Tight end, handoff Washington, and he will not get there. Great job defensively by James Madison. Nowhere to go. Mike Green in the middle, the two backers, Azanima and Tuck. Perfect job defensively, and this will be a fourth down now coming up. For New Hampshire, and also Abby Akonji comes Boy, off the he, pile. Yeah, Abby's right on the bottom of that stuff, and, and you had Tuck coming in over the top, and they blew that play up, and it's right at the 42-yard line. So what, about a yard, just a yard shy. Now decision time for Coach Mack? He's got the punt team going out, but he also tucked them before they went out, so yes. could this be a fake? It's a it's little fourth and one from your own 42. You'd like They're to do going with, with punt safe. JMU is, and they will punt it away. It goes all the way back there. Strobel will come up and call for the fair catch and make it to the 23. All right, this offense is it's due. This offense has not done anything here in the second half. After nearly 300 yards of offense in the first half of play, they are due. Now what adjustments has Coach Shanahan and Coach Signetti made? They just gave us the attendance figures here at Wildcat Stadium. 17,323. No. Wait a minute, they told me that they did total... For this place um, was 17,000. Did they count the folks over at the tailgate oh, maybe, when we were walking not. in? Maybe not. Just, is that, maybe is that not. attendance in the stadium or on campus? They're just absorbing the libations <laughs> over there, right? Because there's hardly anybody on the other side. I think they're all up there fans. on the deck up there. Well, there are quite a few on the beer deck. Antoine's going to kind of limp off the field a little bit. This offensive line for JMU really has to have a gut yep. check here. No question. First and 10 from the own 23-yard line. Hand off to Latrell Palmer. Cut back run to the 25, spun to the 26. Just up the hash mark on this near side left for a gain of three. Just not many explosive plays here today. Now, there were eight eight players in the box that time for New Hampshire. They had four down linemen. They had four people backing them up. So that means you've got single coverage all across the board somewhere. How about a fake into the line and then allow Cole some time to throw the Right ball? now, the only receiver in the game is Chris Thornton. They've got two tight ends, actually three tight ends now. Here's a handoff, Latrell trying to just push his way forward. The pile does move across the 30. They oh, blow wow. it dead, and Latrell is still moving across the sticks. That should be a first down, but they blow it three yards shy. 
They felt, they, I guess, the defense had stopped his progress long enough. This is a monster play right here. 12 minutes to go in the fourth quarter, down four at your own 31. It's third and about two and a half yards to go. I think every third down in this fourth quarter yes. will be big for both of these ball clubs. Now, JMU is 8 out of 15, but at one point they were 7 of 11. So they're one for their last four. This is a big, big play. Press coverage on the outside right now. Antoine Wells is checked in as a slot receiver on the far side right now. Here's a handoff to Luttrell, and he will try and backpedal his way in second effort. Got it. Wow. Great job by Luttrell Palmer. There was not much there. There hasn't been much there all game long, but the second effort got it. He picks up four, needed three. Now Percy J. Obese will come into the football game to, to give him a breather as Percy has just one carry so far, making his season debut. Now they play with some tempo. Hand off to Percy. Up the middle. There goes Percy to the 40. He splits the defense and right down the middle of the football field for nine. Percy A.J. Obese with his best carry so far this season. Cole did not wait a long time to call that play. He got right to the line, and he turned, and he handed it off much quicker than he had been doing it previously. So Percy looked explosive on that play. He should be well rested. Noah Turner comes in motion, a wing on the left side. Second down, about one yard to go. Counter play. Percy accelerates, puts his shoulder pads down low, and he'll have enough for a first down. Picks up three to the 45 on a counter. Followed Noah Turner that time. How about another Ergy cheesesteak added to that total here today, my friend? That is now the 23rd first down to six That's for New Hampshire. That's a lot of Ergy cheesesteaks. That is. They're going to play with tempo from their own 45-yard line. Big drive here down four. 10.45 to play. They fake the snap, look to the sideline to change the play. And the defense was coming on the blitz on the outside. They were going to bring the slot corner in off the wide side of the field, and he's sneaking in again. Antoine Wells, single coverage near side left. Here's a handoff to Percy. Nowhere to go. He's going to fight for yards. He's picked up and thrown backwards on the play that time, and the coaching staff for JMU wants a penalty. Picking him up was Dylan Ruiz, a freshman from Kissimmee, Florida. So Percy only got a yard on the play. It'll be second and nine from their own 46. Again, this this is the situation where they're fighting on this run. They're clogging it up in the middle. And they're sending sometimes eight. Right now it looks like seven. Three receivers right side. Antoine to the near side left. Latrell Palmer's checked in as a back. Cole Johnson, three-step drop out of the backfield. Latrell Palmer bobbles the football, makes the catch, shoved out of bounds by Horn. Where do they mark him out? It'll be across midfield of the 46, about a yard shy of the first down. That's one way when you're bringing pressure, slip a back out. See if you can get a big yardage play that way. So the defense has to make a decision. Absolutely. How, how do you cover that? Now it's third and one, play with tempo. Fake handoff. There goes Cole Johnson for a first down. Breaks a tackle and then just kind of falls down to the 40 to pick up six yards. We saw that against Weber two weeks ago. Now some third and shorts they're picking up, playing with tempo into UNH territory now with nine and a half to go in the fourth, down 21-17. Johnson gets the snap, wants the throw. Out pass, caught by Clayton Cheatham to the 35. He fights for a first down and has another Urgie's cheesesteak. First down to the 29, 11-yard reception by Clayton Cheatham, his first of the game. Got to be careful here when you start going second and third effort with the ball because they're trying to knock that thing out and stop this drive. You really have to wrap up. Clayton did that time. Three receivers right side. Reggie Brown, Chris Thornton, Antoine Wells Jr. Cheatham a tight end attached to the near side left. Palmer the back to the right of Cole Johnson. Safety Evan Horn was faking the... uh... The blitz. Inside the 30 now at the 29-yard line. First and 10 for James Madison. Fake handoff for Cole. Wants to take a shot. Fires it down the middle of the football field. Overthrown and nearly intercepted. Too high for Reggie Brown. 
the corner on that play was Jonathan Collins, who had both hands on the football but could not hang on near the goal line. Yeah, Reggie went as high as he could at the five-yard line, but Collins was behind he him. He kind of missed time to and jump. He kinda missed, yeah, just a bit, and Collins then got a little bit distracted, did get both hands on it. I like the, I like the shot, though. I like the opportunity here. Cole had a little bit of time. Second down and 10 from the New Hampshire 29-yard line. Handoff, Lorenzo Bryant Jr. on a stretch play. Cut back. He's going to lose yardage. Lost a yard. Evan Horn came from a safety spot to make a tackle for loss at the 30-yard line. Horn stayed at home and did not allow the cutback. And Lorenzo saw it. He saw the left side open up wide. He just did not have the speed to be able to make that turn and come back, and it brings up third and long. Could be four-down territory. I think 38 to go. It's third and 11. This would be about a 47-yard field goal. It's been a time-consuming drive for JMU. Antoine Wells Jr. comes put to the near side left. Let's see if Cole looks for seven. He's going to look over the middle of the football field, take a shot down the right sideline for Chris Thornton. Over his shoulder, makes the catch in the end zone. Touchdown, James Madison. The second connection from Johnson to Thornton. They take the lead with 8.20 left here in the fourth quarter. Money, baby money he had he had Antoine Wells on the slant if he wanted him but he saw one-on-one coverage in that back corner and what a what a catch. throw oh and he dropped it right in the bread basket he was tightly covered there as he crossed that the goal ball line. ended up about five yards in the end zone when he threw it Thornton was at about the 10 and they were side by side the defending wow. back was running with him Great throw said, I may have fumbled over here, but I'm going to put you six on the board down here. Big time throw and catch. And a PAT is blocked. And that is a humongous block by New Hampshire. It's now a two-point game. A field goal could give UNH the lead. A PAT block with 8.20 left here in the fourth quarter. But James Madison has regained the lead here in the fourth quarter. We'll come back with a kickoff as we continue with James Madison football on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network. We know the Dukes better than anybody. This is JMU football on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network. Well, it was a gut check drive by your JMU Dukes. 12 plays, 77 yards, started at the 23. Used four minutes and 34 seconds off the clock. Cole Johnson... Dropped it in from 30 yards out in this ball game, and the, the Dukes, they'll get the block. First one ever blocked from Ethan Ratke's foot. That was the 14th touchdown pass in the 31st of his career for Cole Johnson. Thornton's fourth of the season and seventh at JMU. Second in this football game gives JMU the lead, 23-21. Camden Wise with a kickoff, high end over end. Lowby from the five-yard line on the near side hash. This UNH moves left to right. Tried to go across the football field, spun around just across the 20, near the 23. The ball came out, and James Madison got it, but they're going to say he was down. So it'll be first and 10 for UNH. Again, they only have 116 yards in this football game. That's it, 116. Now the JMU defense. Let's see if they can get a three and out and get the offense right back on the field after they were able to get the touchdown to Chris Thornton on a beautiful throw that time by Cole Johnson. Cole now 30 out of 40 for 258, three TDs. Thornton, by the way, 11 catches in the game for 113 yards. Well, we talked about a gut check for James Madison. They got a stop defensively. Now the offense finally got something going, and can the defense do it again? Hand off to Carlos Washington. He's able to wiggle through a couple of tackles. Pile keeps moving, and he's going to pick up about five. That was a tough five yards. Marks. Yep. Could have been a loss on the play. Just grabbing at the ball. 
He's up to the 27-yard line between the hashes. We near the midway point of the fourth quarter. Five, make it 7.55 to play in the fourth. 23-21, James Madison. And you say, how did that happen? Well, three turnovers resulted in points. All 21 points off of the three turnovers. Two squarely off of the defensive scores. Second down and five yards to go. Football thrown 27. Edwards on the shotgun snap. Gets it, steps up in the pocket, nowhere to go with it. He steps up and will run now to his left side and throw it short, and it's going to be caught by the tight end, Lukowski. Excuse me, it's... It was Telvin Azanama who was in coverage, and a heck of a catch by Lepkowski, the tight end. Well, Edwards just made a play. Yeah, give Edwards a lot of credit. He was buying time, buying yes. time, floating out to the outside. Just as he's getting hit, he's able to kind of push it forward to his tight end. put that thing out there. Got a seven-yard gain and a first down. Wow. This place has just got... House of Horrors right yeah, now, isn't it? Absolutely, my friend. <laughs> I've seen – I'm not ready to come back here anytime soon. No. <laughs> First down and 10 for New Hampshire from their own 38-yard line. Edwards. Here comes pressure. They pick it up pretty nicely, but nowhere to go with the football being chased. He circles all the way back to the 20, throws it to the 35-yard line by Lepkowski again, but that's behind the line of scrimmage. He stays on his feet, somehow stays in bounds. Breaking tackles to the 43. It could have been a loss, and now a late flag just came out. Five-yard gain on that play. and That could have been a loss of 15 or a loss of three. Instead, it turns into a gain of five, but a late, late flag came out. Thrown right in front of the Wildcat bench, right where the tackle was made. And Coach McDonald is not happy. This is going to go against UNH. You think so? I, I do. I, I tell you what. I think it may have been after, after the play. play. Yep. Unsportsmanlike conduct, offense, number 81, 15-yard penalty, second down. That's the backup tight end, Adam Deese. So he was over there blocking, trying to get a little extracurricular at the I'm active. not sure he was in the game. I think he was out of bounds, but and then, he, he was talking smack is what he was doing, I think. <laughs> if you were out of the end, they would have called it on the bench itself. You know, he wasn't. He may have been in the game, but I think after the play, he, wow. was, he wow. was talking. 81's first unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. So if you get two, you're excused from the game. Yes, you are. That's a big penalty. So second down. Because it was after the play also, so it moves it all the way back. The, the play counts, the five yards count, but then you go 15 back. Edwards did a great job just getting rid of the ball. So this will be now a second and 20. And now they're late with a guy coming out of the football field. So they got to hold up, and if JMU wants to substitute, they can. C.J. Turner was on the sideline. They were playing with 10 for most of that. <laughs> they finally got a guy on. Hand off to Carlos Washington. Comes to the right side. Great job by Greg Rust, forcing of the boundary. Ooh. And I think a flag. Could be yeah, a helmet to helmet no, here. it's a face mask. Okay. Greg Ross got it. Greg did such he, a wonderful job of battling off his defender uh. and getting out there to kind of seal in as Greg was the kind of the – Contain man on this end. Face mask. Defense number nine. 15-yard penalty. Automatic first down. So you help yourself and you hurt yourself, right? Not intentional. No, he he just made a grabbing at anything to try to get him down and just unfortunately got the face mask. So not enough for a first down, of course. No, it's automatic, though. Uh, Haven't moved the change yet. You sure? Yep. All right. Well, it should be. They just set automatic first down. Okay. So there they do. It'll be first and four. <laughs> no, now no, they'll move they the chains. To, they're supposed to move them. They and need they to can't move, move the chains. <laughs> now they're trying. <laughs> Come on, fellas. 
Now they're still not set. Division one football. Let's go. There's a handoff up the middle for no gain. Maybe one from Carlos Washington Jr. Cut down by Mike Green on the play. Also, Zade Hamden has checked in. All right, both teams have three timeouts remaining. Clock under six minutes left to go in the ball game. Boy, in a play like that it is so. It was going to be third down and about 18 yards to go after that carry. Instead, it's an automatic first down. Remember, it's only a two-point game. I know they haven't made a field goal this year, but if they do, it could give them the lead here Strange in this fourth things quarter. things have happened. Here's a play-action pass under pressure. Edwards, he will throw it away. Bryce Carter's had a heck of a football game up front. He and Mike Green were giving chase, and Edwards had nowhere to go with the football. Well, let's face it, the mobility of Edwards has made a lot of difference in the third and fourth quarter. And the pass on the drive to where they took the lead, he was able to get out of the pocket and get on the edge. He's done that a few times, and there he saves a sack. He saved one a moment ago. How big is this third down, huh? Third down and nine from their own 46-yard line. It's not four-down territory yet. They're in their own territory. They still have three timeouts, plenty of time left with those three timeouts, but they are only two for nine and 20% of the season on third down. The two makes did come in the second half, though. Edwards. He steps up in the pocket, scrambles to the right side. He will cock it. He will get hit from behind, but throw it to a lineman who just drops it. That was going to be illegal touching. So this will this will be a, a fourth down coming up. James Madison can decline it, but he threw it to a lineman. He just saw a blue jersey. He flipped it forward, and it falls right into the belly of the center, Matt Messia. Now, now, he did not want to catch the ball. He, 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 he said he threw it down, essentially. He, he kind of got it and threw it down. But it's illegal Potential touching. No, Offense, number 17. That's Tony interesting. Tony has down at the spot. Fourth down. So the JMU defense survives the face mask penalty. Wow. And Edwards just has no time to throw the football. Please reset the game clock to 523. 523. It's down to 507. 16 more seconds. Everything's the final around the CAA. This is the final game in the league. Our look around the CAA, as always, is brought to you by Centera. We improve health every day. We set the game clock to 5-2-3. Rhode Island beats Stony Brook in overtime 27-20. Elon upset Richmond at Richmond 20-7. And Delaware hangs on to defeat Albany 20-15. Close game. Please reset the clock to 5-23. 5-23. That keeps uh, you Albany without a victory. Yep. But, uh, They've been close in a lot of games, but well, they played a really, really tough schedule. And it's a final at North Dakota, a top ten showdown. NDSU defeats UND sixteen to seven. So a low-scoring close game with North Dakota State and North Dakota. Later on tonight, a top six showdown with number four Montana playing at number six Eastern Washington. This is one of the four top twenty-five showdowns and. They've all been close games so far. Got to handle this punt here. Fourth down nine on the punt is Cadigan. And I think there's a false start against New Hampshire. And the outside it man, he, he, he was five yards down the field before the snap occurred. Got a little head start. In this game, Cadigan is averaging 39.1 yards per punt on the season. He came in averaging 41.3. He's been an effective weapon today. He has. He's flipped the field a couple of times. Non-returnable ones except for just one. Shroba stands at his own 24-yard line. You mentioned it. Got to make the catch here. Not worried about yardage right now. So with the lead, wow. the defense, boy, a high spiral. Shroba calls for the fair catch, lets it go, and it bounds into the end zone. So it's going to be a 
59-yard punt, but only 39 yards in net. And that's going to send us to a timeout. All right, here we go. When we return, 5.15 left fourth quarter. If the Dukes can get some first downs here, they can milk the clock and get out of here with a win somehow as they lead 23-21. The offense back on the field. When we return, you're listening to James Madison Football on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network. The Dukes are chasing another championship, and we're bringing you all the action on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network. CarMax is proud to be the season-presenting sponsor for football. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Well, hang on to your hats here. The Dukes led 17-7 at the half. and felt like pretty decent control, but Cole Johnson throws an interception. Brad Edwards completes a pass to Brian Espinet after a turnover. Cole Johnson pass does get a touchdown to take the lead back here in the fourth on a 30-yarder to Chris Thornton. So Jamie's offense on the football field leading 23-21, 5.15 to go fourth quarter. Can they just run this clock out? Mm, tough front to do it against. Yep. Percy J. Obese is in the football game. They swing it out to Chris Thornton for his 12th catch, and he's going to be tackled for a loss. Antoine Wells tried to block two guys, couldn't do it. It's a loss of the play. 12th catch for Chris Thornton. He's been a big part of this football game, but now all of a sudden it's second and 12. Clock about, is at five minutes. How about the tackling of the secondary? For it's been really good. It has been really yep. good. Noah Stansberry there with that one. You called his number a lot this afternoon. Absolutely. He leads him in tackles on the season. So now he can't just run the football, run this clock out. They've got to try and move it through the air. I don't think this defensive front is going to let you run the football real effectively. That's not been the case all game long. Percy stays in the game to the left of Cole Johnson. Going to throw the football. Looks out of the backfield for Percy. Makes the catch. Can't make the first man miss. There's, again, great tackling. Evan Horn came up. It's only a three-yard gain. And Coach McDonald now going to call a timeout. Mm, It's kind of early for that, but I think he senses they need a three and out here to get this football back. And he's going to talk to his defense, bring him over. As it'll be third down and nine for James Madison. What does Coach Shanahan dial up here offensively? Earlier, I said to you, every third down in this fourth quarter will be big. And, of course, Coach uh, Mack then deciding he wants to make sure that he's lined up correctly. So here's this cat and mouse game, as you say, as the offensive coordinator says, okay, what have we not tried today that may be open? He's calling on his coaches upstairs to say, what has been something we can count on? Chris Thornton now with 12 catches in the football game, and that is now all by himself in third place in a single game in JMU history. Ernest Payton had 13 two different times in 1998 against UMass and Rhode Island. I remember that. Now Chris Thornton with 12. He has one more. He can tie for the most in a single game. They may take his 13th to get this victory, my friend. Gave him just two, so now it'll be third down and ten. Football third and 20-yard line. Cole Johnson. Here comes the blitz over the middle. Wide open. Clayton Cheatham for a first down. Down the seam between the hash marks. First and ten. James Madison. And a late flag comes in. This may be helmet to helmet after a 15-yard gain. The second catch for Clayton Cheatham. Well, I guess the defensive offensive coordinator dialed it up to the tight end. Second pass of the day for Cheatham. And that one was money. He held on to a tight turn. And as he's leaning forward, he may have gotten hit down low, as you said, uh, near the helmet where he was falling forward. It is a targeting call. 15-yard penalty, automatic, first down. Now, Previous did. play is under further review. So they will look at it, but they get 15, they'll add 15, so they go from the 20 to the 50. 
And that's a huge third down conversion. Now in the football game, the Dukes are 11 out of 18 on third down. And that's a play we have not seen from JMU much this season. A seam to the tight end. But I think Coach Shanahan, Coach Signetti saw something that they're really honing in on the outside now here in the second half on Antoine and Chris. They kind of forget about the tight ends, and Clayton was wide open. They used the other guys kind of as a decoy this time and cheat him right down the seam. Turn, it was wide open and picked up 15 yards, and then you tack on the 15 and start looking at it to make sure that it was a targeting call. Oh, Turner had one of those in the late in the game down at um, when we were in Utah. But I, it's, a, it's a play I've been calling for, looking for, that something something over the middle somewhere, and they've waited to a very important time to cash it in. So now the Dukes have a little bit of field position to work with. Because all of a sudden, if you have a fourth and ten from your own 20, even if Harry got a good punt away, a 40-yarder, they'd have the football at their own 40 and be in pretty good position. Again, they, they're only down two. A field goal could win the game for New Hampshire at this point in time with just 423 left. So to flip the field now, get the 15 plus the 15-yarder with a penalty, all of a sudden you're at midfield. If you don't pick another first down, you should be able to pin them deep in their own territory with an offense that has 140 total yards. When we're at Bridgeforth, we have an opportunity to see the replays. We do not have that option here in New Hampshire to see any of the replays. All of this being done behind the scenes. The replay booth is just to my left over here, but I can't see through the glass to where they are working to check this out. So it's given both teams an opportunity here any advantage to either team with this? I know New Hampshire may lose a player. It should be upheld yeah. in this game. But is it a time where you really want to make sure offensively that you can dial up some of those plays that they haven't seen in this ball game? Yeah, I think so. I think they'll probably – I don't think they'll get too extravagant on first or second down. Yeah, I think they if they can run the football and <laughs> between the tackles, they just haven't been able to. If they can run the football and try and run this clock out, that's the ideal situation. But – New Hampshire's made it hard on the Dukes to run the football all day long. 41 carries with only 145 yards in this game for James Madison. Only 3.5 yards per rush. And receiving only 8.3. Cole Johnson, 33 of 43. And the one After pick. further review, there is no targeting on okay. the play. First down. So essentially a long timeout for both ball clubs, giving both teams an opportunity to set what they want to do so they won't tack on the 15 yards so it does give them a first down it's a 15 yard gain to the 35 right between the hash marks i think it does more than that dave in the sense that they got uh, new hampshire to burn one of their timeouts and then got the first down I so it was almost that. double yes. jeopardy in that yep. situation they were gambling that they could stop the dukes on that third down yep. play i agreed cole johnson now 33 out of 34 33 out of 40 for three for 273 fake handoff here, Cole Johnson needs to step up. He will run the football and die for a gain of four. He wanted to get in the flat to Chris Thornton. He came across the formation, but Cole, a good job to recognize that it wasn't there. He just ran for four. Now they're going to go with some tempo, despite being only up two. Trying to run this clock out. They're going to say, let's go score points and just win the game here. Latrell Palmer, run up the middle for a gain of two yards to the 41-yard line. Cole Johnson with 38 yards there, the second leading scorer in a timeout here. The referee blows his whistle. Timeout, New Hampshire. Second for the half. So here's another third seconds. down timeout. And this is a very short, quick timeout to go with the clock just under four. And now trying to get them off the field. They've had a hard time all day. Dukes are 12 of 19. Tremendous percentage on third down. 
Cole Johnson's runs today in different situations have made a, quite a bit of a difference in this ballgame, too, because he's he's really made the choice. One, one play probably was a design run, but the others were one where he was able to pick his way through traffic and be able to keep his drives alive. And you think of the 38 yards, he's second on the team, but he's also been sacked three times, and those count as rushing yards. So he's used his feet effectively, and they've been at kind of critical times to keep a drive alive. Third down four. Big play, especially with now the second timeout called by New Hampshire. Antoine Wells comes in motion to the near side left. Cole Johnson back to throw. Three-step drop. Looks for Antoine. Over the middle of the football field. Dumps it for Latrell. Palmer who bobbles it. He had it, and then he was hit, and it got jarred loose. If he catches it and hangs on, it's a first down for JMU. Instead, he bobbled, got hit, it popped out. And almost they will like, have to punt the football. Almost like he wanted to run after he mishandled it for there for a second. And oh, man, that's a big drop. In. I don't know. Would it have been enough for the first down? Yes. It would have been just enough. Would have been at the 46. That would have been enough for a first down. Yeah. So now Harry O'Kelly on to punt. UNH will have plenty of time. 351. Harry's had one punt blocked in his career. Well, this one is not another one. End over end. Horn calls for the fair catch and makes it at the 18-yard line. So they have a lot of work to do, but they only need a field goal to take the lead. 3.45 to play with one timeout. And this is a team that only has 140 yards of offense this entire game. And they need to go again. They haven't made a field goal this year. Let's hope the first isn't a game winner, but they haven't made one. So they're going to have to get fairly deep into JMU territory for an attempt. All right, defense, now it's your time. They've been great all day long. Can they finish the deal? 3.45 to go fourth quarter. James Madison, 23, New Hampshire, 21. Wildcats move left to right. Edwards out of the gun. Lobby to his left. Low snap handles it. Under pressure, scrambles. Goes to his left side. Mike Green gives chase to the sideline. Going to be complete to Espinet. Had way too much time. Should be a first down. Coach Heatherman over there exhorting his defense to stay with him. Good job on the on the left side of the defense, not allowing the quarterback. Carter got out there and kept the quarterback in the pocket. Then he be, rolled be, out to the other side. Because of all the scrambling, Diamante Tucker-Dorsey had to guard Espinette, guarding a receiver. Not a great matchup, but because of the scrambling situation that he put them in, it will be a gain of 10 in the first down to the 28-yard line. Here comes the blitz off the end. Edwards steps up, rolls to his left again, keeps it alive, throws it low. It's incomplete, but a flag comes out. I think it's going to be a hold. It'll be a hold, it looks like, against the Wildcats' offensive line. I think this is the first one today, holding-wise, against the Wildcats. If it indeed is, it's back at the 20-yard line. Offense, number 57, 10-yard penalty, second down. It's going to be on the left tackle, Patrick Flynn. Third-team All-CAA in 2019. New Hampshire just played one game in the spring. So this will move it back all the way to the 18-yard line. It'll be first and 20. 3.15 to go here in the fourth quarter. First down. First First and 20 now. James Madison with a 23-21 lead. New Hampshire trying to drive and at least set up a field goal attempt to try and possibly win it. In motion is Lepkowski, the tight end. He's a wing on the right side. They roll the pocket this way. Plenty of time for Edwards in the flat to Lauby at the 20-yard line. He's going to stay on his feet. Looked like he was going to go to bounds, but he's going to pick up about 11 yards. And now after the play, Greg Ross gets a dumb penalty. 
That's his second one today. The first one was a face mask, which probably After more the play, he shoved down Espinette, and Greg Ross makes a huge mistake. It was first and 20. Lowby with second effort got them 11. Tack on 15, first and 10 UNH as After they the play, near midfield. Unsportsmanlike conduct. Defense, number nine. 15 yard penalty, automatic first down. You do not expect that out of your red shirt senior. You know, you do not expect that. They, he's played a lot of ball, whether it be here or at North Carolina. And, and now all of a sudden you go from your 18 wow. to the 43-yard line. So that long punt by Kelly's been negated pretty much at this particular point. Plenty of time left with one timeout, 3-0-3 left fourth quarter. New Hampshire now on the move because of the penalty by Greg Ross. He stays in the game. Here comes pressure again from the outside. They pick it up. They dump it short for Lowby to the perimeter. Stays in bounds. He's out near the 50-yard line. Jalen Green gave chase. Diamante Tucker-Dorsey. Mike Green was over there, but a gain of seven on first down. They're at the midfield stripe. Diamante Tucker-Dorsey could not curtail and make the tackle on that play. Lowby, again, doesn't look very athletic, but he gets the job done. Now right at the midfield stripe, near side hash mark, left to right go the Wildcats. UNH is 0 for 5 on field goal attempts. They have attempted a 48-yarder by Kahn, who began there as their kicker. It obviously was no good because they are 0 for 5, but that would need them to get to about the 30-31 yard line. Handoff to Lauby. He spins and has a first down. Gets to the 45-yard line. Sonoma tried to come up and meet him in the hole, and Lauby spun off of him. Wayne Davis the tackle, but a gain of 5, and they move the chains. It'll be first down. And 10 yards to go for the JMU 45-yard line. Again, they only need a field goal to take the lead because of a blocked PAT. Ethan Radke's first of his career. 2.05 to go, just one timeout for New Hampshire. They're throwing at the JMU 45, moving left to right. Coming in motion is Lepkowski, the tight end. He's a receiver, the inside receiver on the right side. Pressure comes. Here comes Edwards to the near side. An intercept in near sideline. Underthrown. Diamante Tucker Dorsey with the pick. Tuck with a tremendous play. Drops in coverage. The pressure got to Edwards. Underthrew it. And Diamante Tucker Dorsey with the pick. Jamie's defense stands up. His first of the year for him, and he was in the zone. And all afternoon in the second, second half, Dave, Edwards has been rolling out, rolling out, and that time, in the median, about halfway between the receiver and all, Tuck stepped in between, reached up high. Wow, what a play by Diamante. And, again, the pressure got to him and made him underthrow the pass because beyond Tuck, the receiver was open, but because of the pressure, he underthrew it, and Diamante gets the INT. For Diamante, guess what? His first career interception. And it couldn't have come at a better time. Under center is Cole Johnson. Percy J. Obisay the back. Hand off to Percy. And he gets a hole ahead of steam and powers his way for about nine. Now everybody's finding a gap defensively, and the line is all tucked in. Wide receivers are in tight. It's just mono on mono here at this particular point with only one timeout remaining for the Wildcats. 128 to go. Again, one first down will end this football game. It's over. After, if they can get one first down, this football game is over. Second and one. He's taking taking plenty of time here. No hurry at the line of scrimmage. 16 seconds on this play clock. You know, on the road in league play, it's never easy. These teams know each other so well. Just find a way. Find a way. 
Dukes are going to do that. Percy, another handoff. He's got a first down. That's going to end it. That will end the football game. They can only stop it one more time. Are you sure it's not Halloween already? <laughs> Holy smokes. <laughs> this was not the easiest win in the world. Give UNH a lot of credit after what happened last week when they got blown out and beat by 70 at Pitt. The Dukes are going to hang on here on the road. 23-21, down to 43 seconds, and they are in victory formation. Boy, give this Wildcat defense a ton of credit. They kept them in the game because the offense only had 172 yards. Doesn't matter how you do it as long as you get the job done. And one more kneel down. They can call a timeout. Does Coach McDonald do it? I don't think he will, so... He understands all he can do is stop it one more time, and he will not do it. So that will do it. James Madison survives on the road, their first major test in 2021, and they survive as they rally in the fourth quarter. A touchdown pass from Cole Johnson to Chris Thornton put them ahead. The defense rises up late. Diamante Tucker-Dorsey, his first career interception, and James Madison stays perfect on the year as they improved to 4-0 and 2-0 in the CAA with a 23-21 victory over the University of New Hampshire. We're going to break in, come back, look at the numbers, talk to a few players. Clint's going to get down and talk with Coach Signetti. The Dukes found a way to win. We'll come back with postgame as we continue with James Madison football on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network.